This is the Cigar Authority. I'm kind of a big deal. The authority on everything cigar. You will respect my authority. Featuring cigar liberties from every major cigar brand. We have with us Christian Aroa. Rocky Patel. Victor Vitale. Eric Hansen. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Nick Perdomo. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Saka. Is Jesus Fuego. Joe Cusano. WWE Hall of Famer, Nikolai Volkov. It's the rock star, Pete Johnson. Jorge Padron. With your host, David Garofalo. That's me. This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. And his friends. That's you. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The one and only Cigar Authority. We are the Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. Damn it, motherfuckers, it's the Cigar Authority. Saturday, January 29, 2011. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority, a two-hour weekly show about finer things in life and what guys do in cigar stores. Mr. Jonathan, Chuck Morrison, we're all here. And, uh, and David Garofalo. Woohoo! Hi, everybody. Uh, this week we have uh, Barry Stein, a cigar smoker's journal, www.acigarsmoker.com. And he's a regular cigar smoking guy who put a uh, journal together on the web, has done it for uh, about five years, and we'll talk to him. And we're going to power smoke this year with a portrait of taste is what they call it. Smoking three cigars at once. A lot of people haven't done that before. I do it all the time. This is I've really a way to taste nuances in each cigar, and it's, it's going to be really good. we got Andy Green from Ashton coming in, and we're going to smoke it. Andy's always entertaining. Entertainment. He's well-dressed. One of these days, I'm going to bring in a pair of scissors, and I'm just going to cut his tie and see what happens. He wears a tie even on Saturdays. Even on Saturday. I We're heard, on the radio. I heard from his wife he wears a tie with his pajamas. <laughs> He's like Burt Reynolds. He never takes his tie off. Only with Burt, it was his hat and his boots. I'm just back from the Dominican Republic and the Make'em Car Auction in Orlando, oh, Florida. Oh, that's right. That's right. It was awesome. It was awesome. So does it burn when you pee? Does it burn when I pee? Uh, well, you were going to bring back a lot of different things in it. Oh, last that's week I not joked <laughs> that maybe it was going to be VD. Nothing. Anyway, I, I miss a lot of I lo- missed a lot of the winter. Anyway, I, I came from Nicaragua, came back for a day or two off the Dominican Republic, back to Orlando, which it wasn't all that warm anyway. It was fifty degrees or so. Oh wow! So, yeah, it, there wasn't a foot and a half of snow. But there the wasn't a foot a foot and a half of snow. The only place in the United States that has no snow at all. 49 states have snow, including Hawaii. 49, the only place that doesn't have it is Florida. So, wow. And, they, and believe me, they're showing off, and, they, and uh, even though it's kind of cool there. But so much for the global warming. <laughs> WWZN, AM 1510, the revolution in Boston. We're on live with them right now. WGHM, 900 the game in Nashua, New Hampshire. WARL, 1320 positive energy in Providence, Rhode Island. And WGAM 1250 ESPN Radio in Manchester, New Hampshire. Listening live on Ustream.tv. Hopefully Ustream will be nicer to us this time. Yes. Because uh, last week we certainly did have some problems with them. And uh, podcast for your convenience on podbeam.com. And a lot of folks listening on the cigarauthority.com where they're actually viewing live. we got a chat on there. And Mr. Jonathan's checking it out every once in a while and, and see what they're chatting about. If you want to jump into the conversation, that's the way to do it. Just go on there and chat with us. Already had an interesting conversation about aliases this oh. morning on the chat box. It's very interesting. Of aliases. Aliases. Somebody, well, we, some... know, we know our friend Rudy is Vinny DeSalvo on the chat box. And so I asked him why Vinny instead of Rudy. 
Because I think Rudy's a cool name. Yeah. And he said, it's well, my middle name, by the way. Rudy's your middle name? Rudolph. Oh, very cool. nice. Yeah. So he says that uh, he's got an obsession with mom movies, so he went with Vinny DeSalvo. I don't know. What movie would that be from? I don't know. DeSalvo would be the Boston Strangler. Oh, okay. Maybe oh, that's yeah, what it is. Yeah. So, but uh, Vinny DeSalvo, I don't know. He called me out and said, why Mr. Jonathan and not Jonathan? You are Mr. Jonathan. Well, I am Mr. Jonathan, but there, there is a reason why I'm Mr. Jonathan when I'm working and not just Jonathan. I have only known you as Mr. Jonathan. I've only, we've pretty much only had a working relationship. Oh, really? We've never been over each other's houses for dinner or anything. That's true. It's always been business with us. It's all business. I'm all business. The reason that it's Mr. Jonathan and not Jonathan is, there's two reasons. Number one, I meet a lot of people during the week, a lot. So to be able to tell when someone comes up to me right away and says, hey, Jonathan, now I know I met them in a personal setting and I can start racking my brain on that side. Or if they come up and say, oh, it's Mr. Jonathan. Now I know I met them in some sort of capacity of DJing, whether it's on the radio or the website or whatever. You know, my, my mother, Angela, she, uh, she was known as Angelina which later became Lena, which later on became Lee, and then later on back to Angela. So depending on somebody, uh, one of her old friends or something, oh, um, your mother's Lee or your mother's Lena or your mother's Angela. So you know what time frame. I know what, what time of life. Maybe what house you lived at. Right. Where and She actually has maybe four different uh, names. They're all the same name, but that's what happens. But I'm Dave. That's it. There's one other reason why I have Mr. Jonathan. Okay. As a business, if I ever fail, which I don't ever plan on doing, but if I ever did, or Mr. Jonathan somehow becomes compromised, gets caught with, you know, some hookers in a hotel room or whatever. Yeah, uh, I can see that. Yeah, yep, absolutely. <laughs> I can see that happening. So you're well, really... then I can invent another persona and start over with that, that persona, and then, you know, I can burn the Mr. Jonathan one. It'll be gone. You are a professional swinger, so. There, there you go. Yeah. I am. Thank you for remembering that, Chuck. Okay, so uh, I missed a lot while I was away. Uh, we're not going to light up cigars until we bring... Andy Green on because what we're going to do is light three cigars at the same time and all of us are going to smoke three cigars at the same time, which is very interesting because last week when we had the folks on from Cigar Snob, that was last week, Cigar Correct. Snob, yep. they explained that a way that they end up tasting cigars is they taste a packet of the same type of cigar all the way through. Right. In order for a, a mild cigar to get a high rating, it's smoked along with other mild cigars. Well, this is pretty much what we're doing here. We're going to smoke a milder category of cigars. Um, and it, it, it very varies anyway, but um, we're going to smoke the Loroma de Cuba, the Ashton Cabinet, and the regular Ashton, all of which they're cigars that I personally like. And my taste tends to go to the milder end, so that's good. But they're going to go around the country doing this with mild packs, medium packs, and full packs. Huh. And you're going to smoke three cigars at once. I love the education process of what happens because it certainly makes a consumer a better consumer. They really learn about cigars, and this is going to be very interesting. It will be. And the, uh, the Ashton Classic and the Ashton Cabinet appear on paper to be about the same cigar, uh, the only difference really being the thickness. They're both the same length. Uh, the, I think I think there's an age difference. There could be an age difference, yeah. Uh, but they're both uh, USA Connecticut wrapper, yeah. And they both have Dominican binder and filler, so those should have a very similar taste. 
Yep. Maybe the difference being the aging. And then we're going to move over to Cuban seed, Ecuadorian wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and filler. I feel like I'm calling a football game right now. Like I'm, I'm pulling out the stats <laughs> for the team. Well, speaking of stats, later later <laughs> nice. on, we're going to have Barry Stats Stein on. I set nice. you up for that. Do you it like was, how I did it that? It was good. And I, and I went for it. What if I just blew it by? I, I would have been irate. Yeah. <laughs> I set that up. Actually, that is his... Um, that's his nickname. Nickname. Barry Stat Stein. And uh, he's he's a regular guy that's a cigar smoker and actually journals what he smokes online, and he has been doing so for five years. And there's no reason for him to say, for any financial reason or anything, to say something's better than another thing or whatever. But he rates stuff, and he rates them like a cigar aficionado would do, from zero to 100. He has a 100 cigar on there, a, a cigar, only one, that he rated 100, and in the next hour, that's what we're going to end up smoking if we got any uh, breath left to be able to smoke a fourth cigar, but uh, we plan on smoking his number 100 cigar, so that'll awesome. be interested. Okay, uh, I missed a lot of snow. While I missed snow, what did you do? Um, I See, actually, I'm setting you up. I appreciate that. Okay. That's nice. I, I stayed but up. But you had that dumb look on your face. It was a regular I wasn't look, exactly it was sure regular. where you were going with it. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I stayed up for 40 hours straight. What? Not necessarily on purpose, but uh, I took on that. I told you last week I took on that job in the shoveling crew. Yep. So I worked all day Wednesday for coaching gymnastics, and then uh, I did my radio show on Wednesday night on my website. The show ends. I get the call. I go out shoveling. My karate teacher, by the way, found out how much fun I was having shoveling. He wanted in, so I picked him up. Oh, you pulled one of those. We it's, go. It's fun to. Oh, it was paint this fence. It's a ride. Yeah, right. So everybody we, jump in. This is a lot of fun. We go out and we shovel all night long, ten hours straight, just shoveling. And you should have seen this, the amount, the amount of snow that I moved. It was amazing. And then uh, I get a call. I got to go in for an emergency meeting at work. Go into the meeting. Now there's no time to take a nap. I start work at three. What kind of emergency can gymnastics yeah. be? Uh, well, there's. We had a little bit of uh, some drama going on at the gym. There's a certain person there that I don't get along with, and uh, Mr. Jonathan was able to edge him out. He quit. Yay! And so now I. There you uh, go. You won. I won. You won. <laughs> these, these little shot battles in your life. You got a problem with somebody, and actually they quit. Yeah, people say, problem solved. Ba boom. People say sometimes that you know it's better if you just let it go. It's not better. It's better when you keep going and you win. <laughs> right. You make them quit. That's it. You win. Congratulations. You get nothing for it, but probably extra work. You yeah, I get extra hours. Extra emergency yep. meetings in the, so 40 hours. 40 hours straight. So how strong do you, are you feeling? Or are you feeling I, real I've bad? I've slept. I, I feel good. Yeah? Yeah. It's good. If I like working, so I... I get up and I, I'm ready to go to work. I get happy. I know we're listening to pe people are listening from all over the world, listening to the show. And uh, I'll tell you, here in New England, I don't know about this global warming, but we've got about five feet of snow so far. Yeah, it's awesome. More coming. Yeah. And there's no place to put it. Our parking lots and our stores are getting shorter and shorter, smaller and smaller. There's no place to go. I don't know what they're going to do with it. It's just getting worse and worse. And it's, it's not beautiful like it is on TV. It's dirty and ugly, and I hate it. Going to Dominican Republic, Nicaragua, Florida, everybody says the same thing to me. Why do you live there? Mm -hmm. Why do we live here? I love it. You love it anyway. I love all four seasons. There's nothing about any of the seasons that I dislike. Well, winter Except is lasting about time. six months long now. Winter seems to be longer and longer. Right. I mean, it started in November, and here it is. It's, it's still going. It's disgusting, and I've had enough. But anyway, uh, as far as smoking goes, there's no place to smoke. It's getting tougher and tougher there. Seals are off. It's... 
It's not good. I'm, I'm sick of it. And maybe it's because I'm getting, I'm 50 years old now, I'm getting the age, and I'm, I'm sick and tired of it. And that's what usually happens. And i got to get a place in Florida in some white shoes because that's the law. That's it. <laughs> that's what you do as a New Englander, right? You, you, when, you get to, when you get to 40, 45, I think that's Florida's the next route. I guess. Boy, you go down there, I'm saying, what, what am I doing down here after the fifth person said to me, what are you doing here? Anyway, it's this day in history. Today is January 29th, the 29th day of the year. 336 days remaining till the end of the year and only 330 days till Christmas. What are you going to get me? 330 days to go. In 1861, Kansas was admitted as the 34th state in the United States. Huh? Kansas City. Yeah, baby. That's Domino, Fats? That's, uh, I don't know. Hang on. That's the original artist, not Fats Domino. No? What does it say on there, Chuck? Wilbert Harrison. Wilbert Harrison. He's the original. Oh, he's the Okay. So, uh, the next up, 1900. Double zero. Yep. The American League is organized in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And I'm, I'm very proud of this next little clip that I have here. Okay, with eight five. Now, look, uh, what do you want? Now, look, I mean, after all, if I'm the head of the sport department, i got to know the baseball players' names. Oh. I mean, and i got to know the teams that's playing everything well, else. Well, naturally, I'll... Well, one team that's playing here this week, do you know the guys' names? Oh, sure. Then you go ahead and tell me some of their names. Well, this I'll is still funny. The boys. You it know, strangers may seem to give baseball players nowadays very peculiar names. Give me funny names. Nicknames, pet names like Dizzy Dean and... Brother Daffy. Daffy Dean. I'm their cousin. Who are you? Goofy. Goofy, huh? <laughs> well, let's see. We have on the bags, we have who's on first, what's on second. I don't know who's on third. That's what I want to find out. I, I say who's on first, what's on second. I don't know who's on third. Are you the fellow that knows all the players? I certainly. Well, then who's on first? Yes. I mean the fellow's name. Who? The guy on first. Who? The first baseman. Who? The guy playing first. Who is on first? Now, what are you asking me for? <laughs> all right. Remember that so, on Raid Man? They brought it up on Rain Man? Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. Because oh. it was something that would never end because it's right. a confusing thing. It would never, never end. But oh. there's, a, there's a classic for you right there. Who did it? Who? Abbott and Costello. Yeah, we gotta yeah. just I have it on vinyl, actually. You have who's on first I have on who's vinyl. who's on first on vinyl. Wow. N- really? That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Okay, 1936. The first inductees into the Baseball Hall of Fame is announced. Oh, crap. Is that a mistake? I thought it said, I thought it was Basketball Hall of Fame. No. Are base- you sure it's baseball? That's what uh, mine well, says. 1936, the first inductees. Chuck, just play it because... <laughs> oh, maybe the lack of sleep's hurting my brain. I thought it was the Basketball Hall of Fame. Basketball Jones by Cheech and Chong. (laughs) Oh, man. It's actually not the Cheech and Chong version, but... Basketball Jones! (laughs) But this is the Baseball Hall of Fame, which this has nothing to do with it. Here's how it works, folks. I look up uh, what happened this day in history. I email it to Mr. Jonathan so he can get some uh, sound effects for it. And uh, that's what I got. Uh, Baseball Hall of Fame. We got Basketball Jones by Cheech and Chong, which has nothing to do with each other. And there you go. So that, that's someday, the someday people are going to play the highlight reel from this show, and I'm going to be dubbed a genius. Low light. A comedian low genius. Low light. This would be the low light of it. 1967, the ultimate high of the hippie era, the mantra rock dance takes place in San Francisco featuring Janis Joplin, the Grateful Dead, and his Janis Joplin. And again, skip through to the uh, to the next one there. Got a little Grateful Dead. 
Yeah. Allen Ginsberg, it turns out, is like a hippie whack job poet. Like, into spoken word and stuff. Well, I saw his name there, but I had Turn no idea. right, next corner, the biggest little town in Kansas, McPherson. Yeah. The red sun. Yeah, man. Man. Along the flat plains <laughs> west. Yeah. Warsy veils of chimney mist. Oh, shut that up. I can't Christmas even take it. The lights of a refinery. Oh. 1967. I was seven Can years old. Can you imagine old. going to a concert and just, you're expecting to hear Janis Joplin, The Grateful Dead, you hear them, and then Allen Ginsberg ends up being... The, the, uh, they were digging it themselves. Are you kidding me? That was, there, the, that was the era. Peace, sure. love, peace and love and all that stuff. Oh. 1985, the first recording session of We Are the World by the supergroup USA for As Africa. I have that on vinyl as well. Okay, that's 45. You know love is all we need. you remember the video for this? Yes. Well, now, I am I mistaken? Didn't Coke... Coca-Cola yes, yes. rip this off yep. and end up using this as part of their commercial. Absolutely. I knew it. I don't remember that. But 1985, I got in the cigar business then. That's yeah, you were barely sleeping yourself. Yeah, but We Are the World. It was huge. Michael Jackson. Yeah. And it was um, Lionel Richie. And it's a where are they now type of thing. There, were, there was Cindy Lauper. Yeah, there were like yeah. 50 different artists. Yeah. It was but, crazy. But some Eight of them. song. Some of them went into obscurity. Yeah. So there was, so, there was uh, who was the uh, comedian? There was a couple comedians in the crowd that had nothing to do with music, like Chevy Chase or something like that. Like, might have been Chevy Chase. There was was um, Eddie Murphy in there? No. Yeah, no? I don't think so. He, he had a hit around then. Yeah. Yeah? What was that one about his, your girlfriend? Oh, my brain hurts. I don't remember. I don't remember either. He, he did have a hit song. He did have a hit song. Yeah. One. Uh, 18. Party all the time. Party all the time. Party all the time. Party all the time. I have, that, I have time. that on vinyl too. All right, so 18. Those are all the words for the song. Party all the time. Yeah, that's, that's pretty it. much that's all it. you need, man. Yeah. <laughs> Born this day. Yeah. 1874. John D. Rockefeller Jr. Yeah. American entrepreneur. Died my, 1960. My dad used to think all the time, he used to say to me, uh, I'd, I'd ask him for some money or something. He'd say, What do you think I am, Rockefeller? It was like everybody knew that he was the richest man in the world at the time. Yeah. And what do I look like, Rockefeller? Hey, Dad, can I have 20 cents? i got to go down and get a candy bar or something. What do I look like, Rockefeller? Huh. I wouldn't be asking you for 20 cents if you were Rockefeller. 20 cents, that's all. <laughs> he loves the bell today. Love the bell. Uh, all right, up next, born yeah. this day, 1880, American actor W.C. Fields. A quote from him, to a woman that drove me to drink, I never had the courtesy to thank her. Was I in here last night and did I spend a $20 bill? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy, what a load that is off my mind. He was a big drunk. I thought I'd lost it. <laughs> he was happy that he... Big drunk. He hated the children. He Get away, kid, you bother me. Hated children. It would have been terrible for him to have lost the $20 bill, but as long as he spent it on alcohol, it's totally That's fine. It's a load off of his mind. Big drunk. Uh, John Forsythe, birthday. Today. He was born in 1918, although he passed away just last year. Um, John Forsythe, do you remember him? John Forsythe. Anything? Once upon a time, there were three little girls who went to the police academy. That's the voice. Oh, oh. The guy from Chuck. <laughs> Chuck yeah. he, was, he thought Chuck. he was playing the wrong clip. Yeah, I did actually. Yeah. <laughs> he was the voice of Charlie's Angels, yeah. people, right? Yeah, yeah. John Forsythe, American actor. He was in a lot of things Dynasty and all kinds of stuff, right? Yep. So anyway, he's gone. And American talk show host and actress. 
also, I believe, the richest woman in the world. Richest woman in the world. Today's your birthday. See, I want to be included on these ahead of time because I think I can compete with Jonathan on sound effects. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see what he comes up with, with sound and what I would come up with let's sound. Because no, when you it. hear this Oprah clip, I mean, let's you, just play it. All right. <laughs> you throw Hoppo to beat me. You want a dead son-in-law, Missy? You keep on advising him like you do it. It's Oprah. With Color purple. But I killed him. Let him be. That's why she's a talk show host. That, that, that was her in the movie. Yeah. Huh? Color purple. 18, uh, 1981. Johnny how old is Oprah? 57, I believe. 57. Yeah. Um, Still not married. She's got a steady boyfriend. I forget what his name is, but he's also a yeah. multi-billionaire. Let's call that uh, Howard Stern. No. Oh. Howard Stern. Jackass. Uh, 1981, Johnny Lang, one of my favorite blues artists, quit high school at the age of 17 to go out and make it as a blues artist, and he did it. Johnny Lang. Johnny Lang. This was his, his hit in the, uh, in the 90s, 97, I think. That's good music so, uh, for a white guy, huh? Yep. Stedman. That was, that's Oprah's boyfriend. That's name. right, Stedman. I'm not buying it. It's a long time. She has no uh, no husband. Something's up there. Yeah. So anyway, Johnny Lang, this is his birthday, born 1981. Died this day. These are not easy, by the way, when there's just no people that, that don't sing. Well, there it is. You have somebody right there. Uh, today's Robert Frost, American poet Robert Frost. Today he died, 1963. Robert Frost. Got anything? The road not taken. His Two most famous poem. Diverse Another poem. In the yellow wood. And sorry I could not travel both and be one traveler. Long I stood and looked down one as far as I could to not where it bent not in the, the undergrowth. Yeah. Not I, into I the actually poems. enjoy this poem. The, the, the enjoy a poem? You've got to put a beat to it or something. The theme of the poem is that the guy's standing at a crossroads, and he's got the road that is well-traveled, that's well-beaten down, and the yeah. other one is not traveled, and he chose the one less traveled, and it made all the difference. Basically not following the crowd. Being a leader, you're into that stuff. Yeah, I just I just don't want to talk about it. I want to do it. I'm a doer. Yes, I want to make mountains move. That's it, baby. There it is. Nineteen. <laughs> make mountains move. Com. Is there something in his coffee, Chuck? Did you slip him a Mickey? What is wrong oh, with him I today? I would do that. Making 1977, Freddie Prince, American actor uh, and comedian. Now you're talking my time, Freddie Prince. Chico and the Man. Chico. What is it? You didn't put the song I know, see? We are merely two ships passing in the night. And she'll say, Ed, dear, couldn't we dock someplace for a while? way better than the song. No. That can never be, for you belong to another. And then she'll start crying. So so what do you do? Died of an overdose. Come on. And that, uh, born 1954, died in 77. Didn't even live his life anyway. His son's doing good, though. Yeah, he is. Yep. Jimmy Durante, actor, comedian. Jimmy Durante died this day in 1980. Jimmy Durante with the big giant For the nose. life of me, I could not find a clip where he says, That's not a banana. That's in my nose. It's time to Good night, Mrs. Calabash, wherever you are. Huh? Yeah. Not bad? He says that at the end of this section. That's right. 
Okay. All right. So that was weak. That was very that was, weak. You know what? <laughs> you know what it is? It's the material that you give me. Okay. So next oh, week, no, yeah, next no. week, I am coming up with the material, and I'm coming up with the stuff. I'm All doing right. the whole thing myself. You are being demoted for a second week in a row. All right. That's a challenge. Let's see what Mr. Johnson comes up with next week. And speaking of next week, we're going to announce the Cigar of the Year next week. Uh, we're going to get ready for the big game, and we have uh, from True Fitness, Tim P.S. coming on to check me out and see Fit what he true. thinks. Fit oh, true. how's that been going? You've been, are you still continuing with the five meals a day? I know you've been traveling a lot, Dave. It's very tough. Yeah. It's, it's very tough. He's I'm an on excuse a, maker. He's, oh, I'm in Dominican Republic. What am I going to do? I eat what they eat. They're, they're cooking pigs on the side of the road. This is what you eat. Yummy. You show up and you start eating the pig? I, I want no rice and no beans. For the rest of the week, no rice, no beans. For the, the rest, rest of, of your life, I can. Never, I don't remember the last time that you had rice and oh beans. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. Anyway, all right, I'm ready to smoke. So let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to bring Andy Green on. We're going to smoke three at once, and we'll tell you all about how this thing works. So stick around, everybody. We're going to be back with more on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Morning, Robin. Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I'd like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys Smoke Shop is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's stogie heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1, off Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Seabrook, and Nashua, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free New Hampshire or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars everywhere and single cigars too. Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's stogie heaven. There's a patch of land in Cuba located exactly at the latitude and longitude of 22 degrees north by 83 degrees west, where you will find Hacienda El Corojo, a plantation that once grew the best tobacco in all of the world. Today, these fields are not producers of tobacco any longer, but the seeds from their prize-winning plants still exist today. 2283 is a cigar brand that uses authentic El Corojo seed in its entire five-country blend. Nicaraguan, Honduran. Dominican El Corojo filler, certified Costa Rican Corojo binder, and finished off with lush, oily Brazilian El Corojo seed wrapper, all from the seeds of the mother plants. 2283 come uncellophaned in wheels of 20, white tissue wrapped in bundles, and then safely placed in cedar cabinet boxes. Find out what's missing in today's cigars. It's El Corojo. 2283 has it certified. One taste and you'll understand the old flavor you've been longing for. It's back and it's 2283. Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand-cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry shipped to the distillery, where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super-premium vodka, worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and sickle, super-premium vodka, Russian reborn. 40% alcohol by volume, imported by Clean Spirits, LLC, Massachusetts. Please enjoy responsibly. Confucius. Chinese philosopher teachings have gone from the golden rules to fortune cookies. Confucius say, what you do not wish for yourself, you do not do to others. Confucius say, knowledge is recognizing what you know and what you don't. Profound? Maybe 200 years ago, but today it's our pleasure 
to bring you Zing. Zing, spelled X-I-N-G, is a whole new smoking sensation. Zing Cigars not only shares medium-bodied, rich flavor from its deep, dark wrapper, but it's the deep, dark wisdom from the back of each of its cigar bands. Zing say, man who go to bed with itchy bum, wake up with a smelly finger. Way better than any Chinese fortune cookie, and way better tasting. And just like Chinese food, shortly after you've had it, you'll love to have another. Zing, it's what some call the modern-day fortune cookie. A great cigar with a little something extra. A little fun and a whole lot of flavor. Zing. generally along the same lines, right? Right, because if you smoke a very, very strong cigar with a mild cigar, you're going to say the mild cigar doesn't have a lot of taste. Comparatively, obviously it doesn't. Sure. Right, so. Uh, fortunately for Ashton, one of the ways that this tasting works so well for us is we have such a uh, wide variety of products that have such distinct characteristics, it kind of allows us to put things into each category. So what we've done with, our, uh, uh, with this tasting, the portrait of taste, is we've broken three cigars of ours into each category, mild to medium, medium to full, and then full-bodied. And the light body category, which all three of us have decided to smoke today, or four of us, sorry, Chuck. Sorry. I couldn't see around Dave. I apologize. Hey. Wow. Uh, it's two. Taking down I two at once. I didn't mean that. This it's is taken terrible. Down last two. time I did it. <laughs> this is terrible. Anyway, the... Mr. The, Jonathan has wearing a hat because he has no hair. Hit, hit me the next time. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so the, the, the idea in the mild or in this mild to medium category is you've got an Ashton Classic. Jonathan, you actually said this earlier. Uh, you're right, Ashton Classic and Ashton Cabinet, they're both uh, Connecticut grown, Connecticut shade. One has uh, tobacco that's three to four years age, one's five to seven, with the wrapper being a little bit longer. Ashton Cabinet actually is going to be the strongest Ashton before they put the wrapper on it. So it's a nice kind of, you get a lot of pepper. Is that the same cigar, though? Other than year, it's the same exact blend? It's not the same, no. it's not the same cigar. The, the blend on an Ashton Cabinet, actually, really, anything that we have is the strongest until they put the wrapper on I know that's sounds kind of ridiculous, but, it, but it's true. So that's where you get the pepper at the beginning. Sure. Uh, you can do this two ways. The way that I prefer to do this tasting or, or the times that I've done it, I'm going to smoke the first cigar. I'm going to smoke it down about an inch, and then I'm going to light up the second one. If I can make a recommendation, make the second one the, the La Roma de Cuba Edición Especial. Nicaraguan, Cuban seed Ecuadorians, the wrapper. What it does is it's really going to make that Nicaraguan tobacco pop. And then go back to the Ashton cabinet. These two here from a from a 
profile standpoint, you got a both medium body. They start out very peppery. Wrapper's a little bit caramely. You get a little caramely sweetness. This one, you get that nuttiness from the Connecticut Girl. Can Connecticut I just say shape. that of all the reps that we deal with, Andy Green is the dorkiest about how yeah, passionate he is about. I thought you were going to say he, he's com- he came in prepared. He, comes he doesn't just come in prepared though. We we had that little conference call with him yesterday on the phone, and he starts pitching us on the the thing, and we're like, Andy, we're not. We're not on the show right now. You can you just can stop. He's like, no, no, no. You can no, hang this, up. You, no, but, you got the job, baby. <laughs> we're, trying, we're trying to have lunch. <laughs> yeah. Did you just call me dorky on the air? You're making up for the Dave comment. That's good. I was going to call you dorky either way. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So I'm going with the Ashton uh, Classic. This is a Magnum. The three sizes that you have today here, you got an Ashton Magnum, which is uh, a Robusto. you got our Ashton Cabinet number 6 and the La Roma Double E number 5. This was actually the number 4 cigar two years ago in Aficionado. Wow. Ashton Cabinet, my personal favorite. I know Dave. Yeah, it's, uh, love it. It's, it's one that you like. I think... Chuck, if you like, you can light all three cigars at one time. Like I said, I, I prefer to really? smoke a little bit and then go to the next one. If you like, you can smoke all three at one time and then just go cigar to cigar to cigar. Okay. I'm enjoying it because I'm an Ashton guy, and earlier in the day, nothing's like an Ashton, man. Huh. Even nice a, regular, a regular Ashton, it's very, very nice. This is, Ashton came out in 85, too, so like this, uh, oh, wow. that's when I got into the cigar business. Ashton came out in 85, and Ashton, like in 1990, when the cigar boom started getting really big, Ashton at that time was looked upon as it was like a 100-year-old cigar. It was five years old. It was brand new. It was a baby. But everybody looked at Ashton. It got the respect immediately going out. Made by the Fuente family. No shortcuts. This yeah, thing well-made, well-constructed. Yeah. One of the fortunate things that we've, we've talked about before, too, the quality is obviously very high. When you look at the 90s, you could buy this cigar. Remember yeah. how hard it was to get cigars in the, yeah. in the, in the mid-90s? And we were able, you could actually call and order, order Ashton's, uh, uh, which was one of the reasons why we've got great retail support throughout the country. Yeah. And we've continued to do great I, I remember the Ashton Maduro, which is a nice, nice cigar. That one you couldn't get. The Maduro was always back-ordered. You could never get it. Now you can. So grab them while you can because one of the nicest Maduro cigars, a little more body than this one, but I, I love a regular Ashton. It's great. There's nothing wrong with this cigar at all. For, for a mild cigar smoker, it's got flavor. It's not bland nothing. There's a lot of flavor to it. It's a good, well-made, tasty cigar. That's it. So, so Dave, uh, where, are you, where are you hiding the rum? <laughs> no the rum. Chocolate? No rum today. Actually, no we're, coconut? No, the, the, the what taste. What the heck? The portrait of That's taste. That's the only reason now. I agreed to even have you on. Oh, that wasn't even in the pitch yesterday, though. Oh, I wasn't he, listening. You he started wasn't talking. Listening. I was thinking about what I was going to say Almond, next. Almonds and water. Almonds, obviously, to help you break up the palate a little bit. Of course, because so many people haven't done a tasting like this before, we want to make sure that you know this is an important part to, to making yeah. sure your palate stays fresh. Uh, and then also, we don't want anybody getting the smoking too fast and hotboxing these things and, and uh, passing out on us. You, you of course, know a, a big thing to this is. When you walk into stores, we haven't done any of these yet. This is the first time I've even the talked first about one. this live. We so, love that. Uh, when, if somebody walks into a store and say, I smoke full-body cigars, well, what is it that you smoke? Because if I give them, if you got an Ashton VSG, you got a La Romani Cuba Mia Moore, uh, and you got a San Cristobal, those are all four or three very full-body products. Yep. If they're not prepared to do that, then, then we have a little bit of a problem. And a lot of this is making sure people are smoking at the correct pace, too. Uh, I, I think that we did this We did this tasting at our national sales meeting last week. Everybody did it differently. And 
the consensus is all the same. Regardless of how it is that you do it, you're going to taste the differences in, oh, in, 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 the, in, in I'm, the cigars. I'm so. going to number two, and as requested, I'm going to La Roma de Cuba EE. What does EE stand for? EE is Edición Especial. That is the second line of La Roma de Cuba that we came out with two years ago. Well, wait, it's 2011. So two and a half years ago, 2008. It was the brand extension for La Roma de Cuba. It is Nicaraguan filler, Nicaraguan binder. It's a Cuban, uh, Cuban seed Ecuadorian. Uh, very peppery at the beginning. Most things that Pepin makes are very peppery. Yep, but, this, it's, but it's the mildest cigar they right. have. Yep, this is where, in this line, in La Roma de Cuba, this is certainly the mildest cigar, cigar that we have, which was a nice complement to the original La Roma de Cuba, which has that sweetness. It's Connecticut-grown broadleaf, all of those things. Uh, the, the, for me, in this pairing of these three cigars once you hit that ashton cabinet because ashton cabinet has that pepperiness at the beginning but both of them dissipate after about is this dorky enough jonathan this is good it's pretty dorky because of nicaraguan tobacco yeah after that first inch though when la roma edición especial came out and we did tastings with people we very much said look if you like mild to medium don't get mad after the first five minutes let it let it let it go then you'll you're you know you'll be happy happy it's the same thing with Ashton Cabinet. Ashton Cabinet starts off very peppery, too. And uh, I, I also think, David, too, we were, when you were talking about, I'm jumping all over the place, when you were talking about the Ashton Classic, this is a great example when you talk about the richness of an Ashton Classic. Most people will say Connecticut Shade is creamy, buttery, crisp. Yep. This displays the nuttiness of the Ashton Classic or that Connecticut Shade. It really makes that nuttiness pop out. Dramatic difference between these two cigars. Butter squash, butternut squash. Which one? On the uh, the double E here. Butternut squash. He's a vegetarian, folks. So most things are have to do with fruits and vegetables or fruits. We're smoking a, fruit. a vegetable right now. That's right. Chuck, how you doing over there? I am really enjoying it. I'm on the uh, the second one. The la, la, la aroma Roma. de Cuba. La aroma de Cuba Ediciona Especial. Thank you, sir. Yeah, it's it's awesome. So last time I was on the show, we did the Mia Moore tasting. You right. guys all saw that the Mia Moore got the numbers. Yes, I did. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and we're, we're taking the bow for it because we feel right. like I, we had a major uh, reasoning for it. We kind of brought it to the forefront with the Cigar Authority. I think the, the Cigar Authority pushed it right I, over the I, edge. We're going to go with that. Yeah, yeah now, I agree. Now that I'm going back to the cabinet here. No, that's not the cabinet. This is the regular Ashton. The regular Ashton. I'm getting, I'm picking up like a little bit of uh, like a tannic quality, like the skin of a walnut. Hmm. Just the skin. That's interesting. So butternut squash, walnut skin. A little bit of that... Uh, Toasted walnut skin, really. Connecticut shade has a little bit of that, uh, I don't want to say acidic taste to it, but that's where that kind of nuttiness comes from, that crisp kind of flavor. Wow. It's great. It kind of helps. It, it really does help to, help to uh, I want to say, make your palate aware, I guess. Two very different cigars. Different tobacco, different regions, different cigar makers. Yeah. Obviously, the wrappers are completely different from each other. Very, very different. But alike in its in its power, mm. Dave. You, you you know Anthony Mazzola, our, our general manager of Holtz in Philadelphia. Yep. You, you've met Anthony, maybe. We were, Anthony was sitting with us in this meeting, and we're all smoking and and going through the tasting. And Anthony is the one that said, "You know what I think would be best in anything that we do here is to make sure you go, you know, you go Connecticut, Nicaraguan, Connecticut, or in the case of." Uh, the full-bodied one, you go Nicaraguan, Dominican, Nicaraguan. Break it up because the two countries right, are be so, so vastly similar. different as far as the flavor. Yeah. Break it up and, and r- yeah. really uh, maximize the distinction between the between the two. Well, they're definitely different. Uh, Johnny Lang. Johnny Lang. Johnny Lang. What is it? Johnny Lang. 
He made a Johnny Lang reference earlier. I'm sorry oh, to okay. get back on the this day in history. <laughs> this day in history, it's his birthday, Johnny Lang. My birthday's what? Monday. Really? Yeah. Happy, happy birthday. Thanks. That Oprah Winfrey one was pretty that was, uh, interesting. Yeah. The color purple? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what, he, that, that's what he came up that's with. That's Jonathan for you. Mr. Jonathan, sorry. Mr. Jonathan. <laughs> and he's going to take over this whole thing next week, huh? You're going to do this? Doing it all. Okay. We'll give you one week. When you mess up, I'll take it back. When I you mess got, up. Now it's going to be the greatest day in history. The greatest day time. in history. Dave, I was telling uh, Andy before the show about the Astons because you know my line of work outside of the Cigar Authority. Yeah. I won't name any names or say any organizations, but there are some high-profile people that I know that smoke the uh, the Ashton Cabinet. TV shows, you'll see Ashton Cabinet people smoking it all the time. It's a it's a it's a top-rated, um, top top cigar. I mean, nobody would be ashamed to have an Ashton in their humidor. I mean, it's great, mm. great cigar. I'm going to go on to number three. I'm already there. Really, which is the Ashton Cabinet, one of my favorites. This is a good one for me. This is a good tasting for me because I actually like all the cigars very much. And to smoke three cigars I like very much together, what's better than that? David, you... you Throw in a sandwich and you got a party. <laughs> sandwich and rum. Yeah. The, the next time the next time I see you, I, I should bring you the second taste or the, the my, uh, medium body tasting because it's Ashton Age Maduro. Yeah. It's La Roma de Cuba, so two Connecticut-grown broadleafs, right? Very much difference as far as, you know, one is on the south side of medium-bodied, one would be on the north side of medium-bodied, meaning Ashton. The original Aroma de Cuba. Right, the, the, the new blend, yes. Okay. That, the one that Pepin's making. Okay. Uh, Connecticut-grown broadleaf, but there is, with how you were talking before, La Roma de Cuba is a naturally fermented Connecticut-grown broadleaf as well. Just like the Ashton Age Maduro is, one's Nicaraguan on the filler, one's uh, Dominican on the filler. Think about the the difference as far as one is very much has a sweetness to it, an, un, an underlying sweetness, and the Nicaraguan makes that gives it that spiciness. So it's a great display of how Connecticut grown broadleaf can be very different, even grown and fermented uh, in similar fashion. This is the greatest thing to do right now, mm. you, you, especially you, Chuck. You, yeah. You're really learning about cigars. A lot of people aren't going to do it because you're going to have to buy three cigars. You're going to sit there and you're going to smoke three cigars. You know, if you look at my hands, I got got them all going at the same time. But really, the difference, this is like getting a, a, a plate of different foods yeah. and trying the different foods back and forth and back and forth. Really, really good. This is the way to go. When we're tasting different blends and stuff, all the cigar makers and stuff do it. They may have ten cigars going at once, and they're tasting the different things and deciding. And you got to smoke them all the way through because... Yeah. One of them's going to finish differently than the other. Yeah, you want to know how the, yeah. where the change yeah. is. All right, on the the new one here, the cabinet. I'm picking up uh, a little bit more citrus. Yeah, like a uh, like a, almost a combination between uh, like a lemon and and an orange. Like, now, you you're that, very good. You're very very good. <laughs> now, you're very good at it. I got to tell you, I want to make fun of you, but Mr. Jonathan, let me ask you something. You've got all three going now, right? I do. You, you went classic. Double E cabinet. Have you gone back to any of the other ones? Oh yeah, yet? I keep going back constantly. So any in any particular order, you're doing it kind of at, at your. What at I your... like, what I like doing is seeing if I can pair up the flavors of the two cigars. So like I'm going right now, I'm going to go with the citrus and the squash together. And it comes out with a, like a little bit of a chocolate. Now, if you look at that sheet that I sent you there too, Jonathan. If you look on the right side of it and this is something that 
uh, when we're when we're doing these events because very much everybody you get them all going. Yeah, yeah, I do. Get everything going. It, it's it, like you said, Dave. It's just it's such a cool experience, guys, because you really do get get the true sense of the different flavors and taste for each cigar. They're very very different. So you, you go into a cigar store, you see a hundred different different cigars out there, and you think, uh, why does they have to be a hundred different cigars? Because they're they're all very very different. Well, in in these cases, lots of subtleties going on at the same time. Sorry to interrupt. Go yeah. Ahead. Well, it has on the it has on the one side tasting notes. So I mean, we want people mm. just just like Jonathan. Last time I was on the show, you gave me uh, in in regards to the Mia Moore, you gave me uh, uh, Topsfield Fair. Yeah. All right. You I'm were talking about Topsfield, right? And very interesting because everybody tastes something completely different. You know what I mean? Everybody yeah. comes. Anyone up with who things. tastes anything different than the Topsfield Fair would, of course, be wrong. Yeah. But the, th- the thing is, now if you do it by yourself. And you take tasting notes. Then when you sit with a group of people and you do this, he's, he mentioned the citrus and the orange and the, and the lemon back and forth. He said it, and I said, oh, my God, that's unbelievable. I, I wonder if he didn't say that, if I would be getting it as strong as I, get, I, I got oh, it, because it, yeah. it, it's certainly right on the money. Yeah, but you didn't get the squash from the, uh, no. Jonathan, the double E. No. Jonathan, what, 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 what time is it at this point? How, how long has the show been on? It's been 46 on 46 minutes. minutes. So, thir- so 30 minutes ago, you, you were talking about these two cigars, the, one, the two you have in your hand. Yes. What difference uh, off the paper now? Huh. On the paper, you said these two would look very similar. Now you have both of them smoking them back to back. Certainly, both Connecticut grown, Connecticut shade. One is, I mean, this truly is the highest quality Connecticut shade anywhere in the world. The um, the cabinet is has a much more pronounced citrus flavor. You know, when you it's a little bit more acidic uh, in a good way. It's you know well rounded between. The sweetness of an orange and the tartness of a lemon, and then the uh, the regular Ashton is still very nutty uh, on the walnut side, which is a more acidic um, nut. You know, a yep. little, little more yep. tannic. Yep. Wow. Boy, now I'm, I'm getting he's coming into his own, David. He's, he's yeah. coming into his own. <laughs> I'm starting to With really. With hints of vanilla. There's hints of vanilla in the uh, regular. The Laroma de Cuba. I'm really starting to dig it right now. Yeah. Just, As I'm the, smoking it in between, the, these these two and these two in my hand, the La Roma Double E and the Ashton Cabinet are my two favorite cigars. Ashton Cabinet and Double E, and to smoke them back to back in the same strength category to me, it, it just it really displays what makes both of them. It's got that. It's richness. too bad we couldn't find a way to do all three cigars like at the same time and mush them together and have all <laughs> stick them all in your mouth and take a hit all right, together. I'm Oh, here we go. Nice. This is uh, obnoxious. If you're checking this out on take, uh, on Ustream right now, uh, here we go. Can we take a screenshot of that? <laughs> can we zoom into that? You can probably. Oh, yeah. Blow it through your nose now. Exactly how Marvin Schenken tastes all the cigars. Dave Savona and the guys, right? Yeah. Well, a whole cornucopia of flavors going on now. There's That's actually a, smoke coming out of his ears. That is, folks. That is a full meal right there. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so we're happy with the tasting. Yeah. Everybody, nice. everybody, everybody, everybody should do this. Everybody thinks this is a good now, setup. I do this think is, everybody should do this. From a marketing standpoint, you need to find a way to work the rum back in because that was a big seller for me. <laughs> You're right. The, the, the rum is huge. We've done the rum for five years now on our tastings. The... 
this is just a continuance of what we try to do with tasting. You know, David mentions education. I mean, I don't obviously consider myself like a cigar educator, but obviously what, you know we're, your stuff. But what we're trying to do is we're just trying to show or highlight because everybody flips open a magazine, whatever the magazine is, and says, you know, oh, that got a 92 rating. Well, why yep. did it get a 92 rating? And when you look at the category and you look at it, it just it, it helps people become aware of what it is that they're smoking. For us... Again, as I said earlier, you know, you got nine of our cigars. It's a good way for us to show the distinctive uh, differences. I'm well, getting that, a lot of pepper on the uh, the ashen cabinet. And there it, you go. It's an excellent blend with the coffee, actually, a black coffee. It's a perfect combination. That's the only thing to drink, water and coffee with yeah. this one, no the, rum. The double E. That's all we have here. The double E now is taking on a very similar characteristic. When, my, when I was younger, my mom would make squash, butternut squash, in the oven with real Vermont maple syrup and nutmeg and, and cinnamon on the this outside. Is perfect. Uh, and you, you bake it. <laughs> Mike Havy. <laughs> he just put his fingers up to his lips like I must be smoking something besides tobacco. Right. So she would she would bake that in the oven for an hour, anyways, at a low temperature, and the sugars in the maple syrup would really thicken up and caramelize, and and combine with the nutmeg and the cinnamon, very very similar flavor, very sweet. You're uh, talking about the double E. The double E, very sweet. The squash flavor is coming right out for me. If you look at if you look at from the tasting standpoints, this this is very perceptive. You get the the, the flavor has always been on that cigar, a little yeah. bit of like a caramely kind right. of sweetness. That's that's or at least that's what everybody talks about when they talk about the double E. It's like a little caramely sweetness. That's it. If Cigar Aficionado was smart, they would hire me to be their taster because I can come up with stuff that's so much better than leather and pencil lead. I would have thought the Aroma de Cuba double E was much more full bodied than this group. And it's not. it's not. It's so similar in in, in strength of flavor. And uh, David, here's another here's another thing that, that is quite interesting when you're talking about tasting, right? If you open up a, a magazine and we talked about leather or you know different notes, right? Yeah. If you go to a, a wine store, some wine stores will have a you know a little box that has you know a, a little noser of black currant or of cherry or of coffee or any of those things right okay. so one of the ideas uh, actually that chip is is working on is doing one for cigars too if you're standing at the counter and you're talking to the customers and he goes you know what the hell is i don't taste that in this cigar well here you know open this up to, you know smell it smell it and it, and it conjures up the it's an interesting way, again, from that education standpoint. That's right, because a lot of people will, f will forget the taste or flavor of something. They, they, had, they did a test, uh, a blind test on a bunch of chefs, and uh, they couldn't blind. They couldn't tell the difference between chicken, beef, and fish. Wow. Blind. Blind. Isn't that ridiculous? That's pretty ridiculous. I could tell the difference just in texture. What, I mean, did they mash it up? Was it? Like, yeah, they must have did something like that. They had to do that. something, because you can... Put it on a cracker or something and say, okay, what is this? Yeah. David, this is impressive. What is it? Your your hands, they're all they're all they're all perfectly I mean that's that's about as good as it gets. You can tell you're a professional at this. And, and uh, you, by the way, none of the ashes have fall, fallen off, yeah, which that's is just impressive. gonna tell you how well of uh, construction every sing, single one is that I'm uh, holding three cigars in my hand, each one of them has a nice long ash on it, beautiful burn, they're all constructed beautifully. And uh, they all have their thing. They, they, you know, the, now let's assume that you were choosing a cigar for yourself and it didn't have a band on it and you didn't know, and it's number one, two, three of the, of the ones we just smoked. Which one, are you, you know, you're going to choose one to make it turn it into your blend of whatever brand it's going to be? I, I'd go with the double E right now. 
and I'm surprised myself because I would have thought I picked the Ashton Cabinet, and I am digging the aroma to Cuba so much that I never would have thought that it, it would be over an Ashton Cabinet right now, but I am kind of shocked at how well I like this La Roma de Cuba. In your line of work where you do taste a lot of cigars and you do try new things all the time, I doubt that you've ever gone Ashton to Ashton to Ashton just in your everyday smoking. Yeah, usually I don't. Back to back to back. back, to back, to back to yeah, two, you two go from ever. company to company yeah, to compare sure. and contrast that way. Uh, this is very, very interesting to me. I'm digging this. Well, I have been part of um, putting some cigars together for manufacturers, and they'd take me in with them, and we'd sit around and smoke 10 cigars at once, and they're trying to get a new blend or a brand. I, I was part of the initial thing of Camacho, when the Camacho di Diploma was going to come out, and sat around with them for months and months, going through the same process of you know, just numbered cigars, you know, trying to hone in on what, what the thing was going to be. And it, it's, it's awesome to end up going through it. But typically, you'd, you'd start with a cigar, all the cigars that were um, unaged. You know, they, they roll the cigars, and you have to get past the fresh taste to it, you know, that the, uh, it needs time to sit. Every one of them would be that way. So you push that flavor aside and try to bring in all the different things. I just came back from Nicaragua and Honduras doing this over and over and over while I was down there. But this is probably the first time doing it with uh, brands that are already regular brands. They're all in perfect condition right now ready to go, and they have subtleties. They're all in the, in the mild end, but they have subtleties of taste, and I'm liking every one of them, but I'm surprised. We're, we're impressed with the double E. Impressed with it. If you look at the, uh, again, to go to that medium body tasting, Dave, the, uh, uh, you've smoked the La Romney Cuba. You've smoked the Ash and Age Maduro. Oh, uh -oh. Ash. Lost it. The one there in the middle is the San Cristobal Selección del Sol, which not a lot of people, you know, it, it's not the most popular of the San Cristobal line. Uh, so to kind of reintroduce that as as the, uh, you know, again, it just make it displays how great the wrapper. It's a Nicaraguan puro. It's a Nicaraguan puro, just like the original San Cristobal, but it's sun-grown, so it's a little bit lighter, but it just is able to, to highlight, again, against that sweetness from the two Connecticut-grown broadleaves. But just like you're saying with the double E, putting it in this context really makes it, uh, uh, highlights it, which is what we're trying to accomplish. Mm. All of them, really. I'm going to put it in order of what I like right now, getting about halfway through all these cigars. And I'm going to go all the way and see if it stays that way. But Roma de Cuba, double E, I like the best, followed by Ashton Cabinet, followed by regular Ashton, taking nothing away from the regular Ashton. Very good also. But um, without, is that any pot to be done on this to see which one of the tasting, which one do you like best? No, it, it's not. not. There has, there, you know, of course, just like anything else, people are going to uh, make make that part of it. Uh that's not what you guys are doing, yeah. Yeah, what we're just trying. What nobody we're trying wins, to, nobody loses. Right, we're just we're trying to use the the our uh, tasting now as a as an opportunity to highlight the brands that we have. Obviously, consumers are going to do just like what you did and say, you know what, Andy, I, this La Roma Double E really pops to me. Well, he might not have been able to, to taste it before, yeah. so this gives it the ability to, to really highlight it for him. Now um, you're going to do this from cigar store to cigar store. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it from cigar store to cigar store. Yeah, it's, across because, the country. Yeah, because of the way the situation, because of the way the tasting is done, this isn't a fifty-person, seventy-five-person tasting. No. This is a ten-guy, a fifteen-guy tasting. Uh, you know, sitting around. 
really sitting around talking about the actual cigar and giving it time to enjoy it. So it's a little bit different from what we've done in, in the past because we really want people that are interested in tasting the differences uh, of the products. Now, uh, you, you, you report back to your company after and tell them people enjoyed the tasting, or you to report back, geez, everybody's liking the Ashton Cabinet, or everybody's like, you know, is, what do you have to bring back with you from this information? For each event that we do? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're just looking, again, at marketing the product. So from a, from a straight... I think the I think the answer would be from a there, there isn't any definitive answer to it. I can't go back and say everybody like that. I think the answer would be to go back and say you know what, the tasting that we did introduced people to products that maybe they hadn't had right. had before. Maybe an Ashton smoker would have never smoked this Laroma de Cuba. What's maybe funny, a Laroma de Cuba customer would never have smoked an Ashton. But now you're doing it all and you're seeing. Even as a is even as a seasoned cigar smoker yourself, Dave, you said this double E looked like it was going to be more powerful than yeah. the others, and based on Which the is fact it? that it's a little bit darker, it's who Maduro. makes it, the country. Yeah, there was a lot of reasons why I thought that, and I've smoked it before. But when you smoke it next to a regular Ashton, which which tends to be a milder smoke, my point is it, it proves to me beyond a shadow of a doubt, which that's something that I knew already, that a Maduro is going to be a little bit sweeter and a little bit softer than or, you know, your regular Connecticut shade or regular well, this shade is, this wrapper. Is, this is not Maduro. What do they consider this? This is just a uh, um, Habano-grown Nicaraguan wrapper. Uh, Ecuadorian. Ecuadorian. Habano-grown Ecuadorian. Oh, the, right. the wrapper on the double E is actually grown by the same family that grows the wrapper on our BSG. The Olivas. Yep. Which um, I had the honor to... Uh, um, have dinner with uh, John Oliva while I was in Nicaragua last week, and nice, nice man. You ever meet him? You ever meet I, John I, Oliva? I have not. Very, very nice guy. A lot younger than I thought he was going to be, and uh, he was a great guy and making great tobacco. And uh, hey, are you doing the tasting downstairs? We are not. Too what? many customers. Hopefully, Ho that's right. They can't. They we can't are doing. We're doing the show live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire today. We're upstairs because they're running some promotions down there, and basically, uh, when we run the show down there, we're kind of in the way, I guess, is what what I've been told. So uh, we moved it upstairs for today and, and last week too. But hopefully, we'll be back um, next week and doing it live. Which uh, okay, we're at a hard break right now. This was awesome. Thank you so much. I hope you guys enjoyed. Every time I come on, you guys yeah, give us a, a lot time. of great feedback, and it's always fun. By, by you guys, he really means Mr. Jonathan. That's right, Jonathan. It's always entertaining. <laughs> no, I'm, no. Sorry, I'm sorry about the rum. <laughs> no, this was awesome. And we're going to keep, keep this up when we come back. A Cigar Smokers Journal. Barry Stein is going to be on, and we're going to smoke a cigar he rates, a perfect 100. We'll tell you more about cigar news, my trip uh, from the uh, Dominican just getting back, and lots more. So stick around. We'll be back in just a little while on the Cigar Authority Radio. Network. Attention all business owners and entrepreneurs looking to grow your business or increase sales. 
Well, here's your chance to get in on the ground floor of our exclusive radio show, The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority is broadcast across four powerful radio stations throughout New England and across the globe via podcast and live video stream. Team up with the Cigar Authority Radio Network and start connecting with our vast and dynamic audience of educated consumers with disposable income. For advertising and business opportunities designed to take your business to the next level, call me, Chuck Morrison, today at 603-630-8041. That's 603-630-8041. Or send us an email at ads at thecigarauthority.com. Look, if there's one thing that's true about the Cigar Authority listeners, it's that they all enjoy the finer things in life. And that most certainly includes your product or service. True or false? You don't have to spend a lot for a great cigar. True! Well, it's not true anymore, thanks to Dos Ombre Cigars. For over 20 years now, Dos Ombre has been the best bang for your buck brand, period. And with Dos Ombre, there's something for everyone. Try the mild white-banded Dos Ombre Dominican, or the fuller-body green-banded Dos Ombre Nicaraguan, or how about the red-banded Dos Ombre Honduran, available in natural or deep dark Maduro. Now with sizes for everyone, there's something for everyone. Handmade, long-filled, premium cigars in cost-saving bundles because you can't smoke the box. Dos Ombre, the best bang for your buck premium cigar, period. Now available in flavors. Try Dos Ombre flavors for something sweet. Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603-475-1391. That's 603-475-1391. The back of the box is where all the bull goes. But in this case, there's no box. It's a bundle, a bundle of Desperado cigars. As a matter of fact, there's no band, no fancy ads, no promotions, or any bull at all. Because that costs money. And Desperado cigars are about saving you money. These are not first quality cigars. Not seamless, not perfect, or spectacular in any way. They are not made with tobaccos aged for 12 years, nor have they some secret fermentation process. This is second quality tobacco made in the Dominican Republic that was formed into a cigar for you to cut, light, and enjoy without breaking the bank. We think they taste pretty good for the money. They'll smoke pretty well, and they are so affordable, it wouldn't kill you to hand one to a friend or two to enjoy with you. Desperado Cigars. They'll keep the bugs away and provide you with a nice, inexpensive smoke to experience for about a buck a cigar. Desperado. This is the Cigar Authority. I'm kind of a big deal. The authority on everything cigar. You will respect my authority. Featuring cigar liberties from every major cigar brand. We have with us Christian Aroa. Rocky Patel. Victor Vitale. Eric Hansen. Oh my God, I can't believe it. 
Nick Perdomo. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Saka. Here's Jesus Fuego. Joe Cusano. WWE Hall of Famer, Nikolai Volkov. It's the rock star, Pete Johnson. Jorge Padron. With your host, David Garofalo. That's me. This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. And his friends. That's you. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The one and only Cigar Authority. We are the Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. Damn it, motherfuckers, it's the Cigar Authority. Okay, we are back at the Cigar Authority, enjoying three cigars at the same time. That's very, very interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm nubbing the uh, La Roma de Cuba. I'm yeah. going to keep going with that, uh, although I like them all. They're, they're all awesome. Well, we have a birthday today. It's oh. Mr. Jonathan's birthday. Happy birthday, Mr. Jonathan. Nice. Ah, my daughter went out and got that. Look at that. Happy birthday, Mr. Jonathan, because that's your name. That is. <laughs> With all the music notes on there, because you're, you're a music guy. I do appreciate guy. that, and uh, I do have a confession to make. Yeah? I forgot to put happy birthday on my list. I know you'd email oh. me and say, put the happy birthday song. So maybe the two of you could just sing happy birthday to Happy too. birthday to you. That's nice. enough. That's enough. Happy Every, birthday. All my audience, they were all singing along. We don't want to lose both the uh, guys listening <laughs> on, online or uh, on the radio. Holy smokes, that is a knife right there. <laughs> Holy smokes. You think that, that ain't a knife. That's this is a knife. knife. This is a knife. So happy birthday to you. How old are you? I uh, turned 33 on Monday. You're a child. A yeah. child. That doesn't get old. Um, the, uh, you know what's funny, speaking of accents, is uh, Dave and I were goofing around with accents. We were talking about different stuff during our show prep yesterday. Every single one of his accents sounds exactly like Dave, yeah, with or without his R's. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. I try. You know, if you listen to some of the he commercials, and, and there's different guys' voices in there, it's, it's these two guys doing the commercials no. and doing the accents. Yes. You know? <laughs> and, and so I'm trying to do it. And the He's over thing, there doing vocal yeah. exercises yeah. while we're trying to do the classic uh, commercial. He's like, classic, classic. Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. It's just, it's just Dave, more nasally. Oh, going right, right through the middle of it, Bam. just like that. Boom. True. <laughs> right. <laughs> Look at this. Is this cake. how you cut a cake? Cut into like a pizza he's cutting it. Yeah. Okay. That way, you know, everyone gets the same size. Everybody likes chocolate. A little chocolate right now is, is a good move. What a mess you're making. This is, there's no. It's not your birthday. This is an animal way of cutting a cake. There we Look go. at all the stuff coming out of the top. Right out of the middle. Yeah. You slide it out. No? I'll try that. No, no. Oh, look at that. Sliding works. Very nice. It's a mess. Anyway, give us, give us a piece of chocolate because we're smoking. We should go right into the fourth cigar. Should we go right into the fourth cigar now? Yeah. Okay. Pull your plate of almonds over here and I'll plop this oh, down on it. Let's do that. Let's get rid of these almonds and get into All right. So, stuff. Oh, do we have cheers. Forks there cheers. Too? Oh, yeah. He brought us plates. What a door. Okay. He's okay. 33 years old. You guys, how old are you? I'll be 35. So all young guys and uh, there you go. chocolate. I like a little chocolate. And uh, for the next cigar, we're going to smoke chocolate. It's going to be the right thing. And we're going to smoke the Padron Anniversario 1964. Mm. And this is the Principe. And we're, re we're smoking this for a reason. The reason is the caller that we have on the line, Barry Stein. It's his favorite cigar. Now, in fairness, he gives this cigar a 100, and uh -huh. he says on his website, uh, cigarsmokersjournal.com, that... A cigarsmoker.com. A cigarsmoker... Is it? 
No, yeah. I think it's a cigar smoker's journal. That's the name of the website. Yeah, it is. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. But it it, is the name of the website is a cigar smoker's journal. It's actually www.acigarsmoker.com. Because he is sorry a cigar smoker, that, so will he? He is. Uh, so he gives the, his favorite yep, cigar. Yep, this, this is still on. Oh, thank you. His favorite cigar. A 100, and he says it, you know, in fairness to all cigar smokers out there, if it's your favorite cigar, it's your favorite cigar for a reason, and therefore it has perfect draw, perfect flavor, it's perfectly wrapped, everything about it's perfect for you. And in order for, for something to have a 100, I mean, in order for you to have a high and low, something has to be the high, something has to be the low. Absolutely. Um, his low was... Um, the lowest rated cigar is a cigar I've never had, uh, Andretti, and he gives it a 54. That's a actually bad rating. If uh, if you got a 54 in school, it's poor. And uh, yes, it's a seven dollar cigar. I've never had it, but I'm uh, I'm always interested not only with what people like as what people hate. And uh, you actually like the hates better than you I, like. Well, I'm life. I'm interested to see why and things like that. So uh, Barry uh, has this website, and he uh, he started it about five years ago. So is he on the line? Do He's on him? the line. Yep. Barry Stein, are you there? Yep. How are you, gentlemen? Well, very good. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Cigar Authority. I appreciate the invite. We have, we have fired up uh, your favorite cigar, I guess, which is the Padron Anniversario Principe. You didn't well, mention I have, to, uh, I have to comment on that. I mean, when I basically started the website almost three years ago, uh, I was a totally different cigar smoker than I am today. Uh, okay. Basically, I stuck with cigars that my local shop had and my local shop pushed. And when I started the website, my shop started running out of a variety of cigars for me to smoke, so I had to venture out elsewhere. Once okay. I started venturing out to other cigars, my palate significantly changed. While sure. that was my favorite cigar at one point, wow. I'm not sure if I'm still going to say that, but it's probably as close to 100, if not 100, as anything on the market today. I think it's a great cigar. I've always liked it. Um, and uh, we, me and Mr. Jonathan were talking yesterday about it, and I said, you know what the principe does for me is it, it leaves me wanting more because it's a small cigar. And uh, when I smoke a principe, and I've always loved it, it, it's a it's a cigar that after I finish smoking, it would be something I would say, you know what, I want another one of those because it's short, but exactly. tasty as can be. So you're a panelist for Smoke Magazine. Uh, you really started out smoking at age 28 with a Macanudo. Uh, you've come a long way since then. Um, tell, tell, yeah, t tell us about it. Tell us. How did it start? Uh, I started smoking. Uh, my friend was working in a cigar shop at the time, and uh, he invited me to stop by, and they had the Yankee game on. Sorry for all you New Englanders up there. I don't care that I'm a Yankee fan. Hey, if you don't mind watching a bunch of losers, we don't mind you talking about it. <laughs> But see, that's what I, you know, you were talking about accents before. You know, I, I hear this New England accent is more of a whine, and I think it's because of all the years of misery you guys went through. So, we're, we're, you know, in Brooklyn, we got that tough guy accent. That's because we yeah. were on top of the world for so long. So, yeah, but, uh, you, you, bought, you bought your way to the top, but that's all right. I appreciate it. And you know what's good about this is Barry's a cigar smoker. Yeah. He's not in the cigar business. He's a cigar smoker. Right. He doesn't have to kiss my butt. He doesn't have to. Do this. <laughs> this is the truth. You got to get. And this is what I love about your site because there's no other reason besides telling us what you really think. Yeah. There's no other thing. So it's the Consumer Report, 
of the cigar industry. So go ahead. That's cool. Well, I appreciate that. So, you know, I, I went in there. I never smoked. You know, I smoked once when I was 13, and it was at uh, an affair. And I convinced my dad to let me try a cigar, and I, I turned green. I mean, I looked yeah. like Shrek. I mean, if somebody was there from Disney, they got the idea of seeing me at this affair. And, you know, chubby kid, green, the idea of Shrek had to be born there. So, you know, I'm hanging out in a cigar shop, and I'm the type of person, if I'm going into a place of business, I got to make a purchase. I don't want to be a freeloader. You know, I don't want to take advantage of a situation. So, no, you know, I asked the for with the smoke, and he told me to smoke the Macanudo. Well, that's what I started at, and it that, grew from there. Yeah. Uh, my addiction, my habit. I don't want to use the term addiction because cigar smoking is definitely not like cigarette smoking or what have you. So we'll right. say my passion started then. Good, good. And most people start with Macanudo. I mean, we've put many, many people on that first time they're going to have a cigar, they need to have something mild and almost tasteless because we're going to bring them onto it. You don't, you don't want to bring somebody onto a very, very full-bodied cigar to start off with because you'll lose the guy. Too much for yeah. me. I don't like it. They're too strong. So you build up to it. As you get going, you go back back to a Macanudo, you, you kind of can't believe it, right? It's There's nothing to it. I definitely agree. Although, you know, I will give Macanudo credit for their, you know, the Crew Royale that they came out with. Right. Uh, at least, I, the, yeah, the Crew Royale, was it? Yes. The new one that they just came out with, which is actually a decent cigar. But, you know, it has the stigma of being Macanudo. So. Right. They should have called it something else because uh, typically a, a seasoned cigar smoker is not going to go back to Macanudo. Sure. That's, that's what I think the, the mistake was because, hey, it's a Macanudo and that's it. And, and for Timex to come out with a uh, $10,000 watch, mm. I don't care how good the watch is, I'm not buying it because I'm not wearing a Timex and I'm not smoking a Macanudo, I don't care how good it is. And so, that, Barry, you know, how did you get that? How did you end up, yeah. How did you end up with the nickname Stats? Barry Stats Stein. Well, the Yankee broadcast is famous for not putting up player statistics. So, when I was hanging out in the cigar store, Whenever uh, a guy would come off the bat, say Gary Sheffield, the owner of the um, shop would go, you know, what's this MF, you know, batting? So I quoted it off the top of my head, the batting average, the runs, the home runs. You know, I, I pulled the Rain Man thing. And yes. basically the nickname Barry Stats was born because I was able to give you at one point every single statistic about every single Yankee current or in the last 20 years at that time. Uh, unfortunately, I'm getting older and the mind's starting to slip, so I don't think the nickname Barry Stats fits anymore. But for you know, a while, I, I, I refer to that. We didn't know the reason, and I, I went onto the website, and I'm looking. I said, there's no stats here at all. He's Barry Stats, and there's no stats at all on the cigars. Barry, in the interest of full disclosure, yeah. Dave loves to vet our guests. Yeah. And he, he wants nothing more than to be able to bury somebody on the air. So he's looking, no, all, true. He's looking through true. your entire website, trying to find something to beat you up on, just so that it doesn't look like, you know, we're... we're just playing nice with everybody just for the sake of coming Dave, on. Dave, you don't have to look too far. He's a Yankee you know, fan. He, I mean, he can always speed up on the way I type and my grammatical errors. I've never been a hey, comma that no. I like. So I, you I, make I can't, he can't do that because he can't spell himself. Yeah, I'm worse than you, so I, I can't. But I was looking for I was looking for cigars to say, you know, some great cigar that you didn't like or some some uh, awful cigar that you liked a lot. And, and, you know, so I could say, okay, I'm with you on the Padron, but, you know, uh, this Andretti thing, isn't it a great cigar or something like I've never smoked it, so I don't even know it. So I said, I'm having a hard time here. I think the guy's actually got it going on. What I love, Barry, is that you are, you're actually honest. You know, you don't have a, a, 
a pony in the race, so to speak. So you're 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 smoking the cigars and you're evaluating them as a real cigar smoker, which is a breath of fresh air because so many of the magazines are rating the cigars based on how many ads they're putting in their magazine. Uh, what, do you, what do you think of that? That's definitely perception. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, you, and the only thing with Andretti cigars is, you know, I, I felt bad at the time writing that review because the owner really took it personally. And I'm not yeah. even sure if the cigar still exists, but it was probably, you know, one of the worst things I ever smoked. I mean, I, yeah. I would, I'd rather smoke a Philly than smoke that cigar again. Wow. Well, that says something. Boy. Um, and I notice uh, there's a lot of folks out there doing Cigar of the Year. Um, by the way, just in full disclosure, I started it in 1992. I just want to take the bow for that. I, I've been doing Cigar of the Year since 1992. But everybody's so coming out with your royalties? You, you do. But uh, <laughs> just a ticket to a, a Red Sox game or something, or something that will really kill you, maybe a Red Sox jersey you wear for the day or something like that would be I fine enough. What, if you ever come to New York and you need Yankee Red Sox tickets, just give me a call. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, you, you, uh, you, you, uh, your big cigar this year was My Father Limited Edition uh, 2010. Yes. Which, is, which is the that's the one that uh, rolled by Papine and, and, and Jaime, and a great right. cigar at, at a $20, $20 price tag. Uh, you don't give any consideration to the value of what it is as a consumer yourself? You know what? When I'm smoking for myself, with, you know, in New York we have like a 75% tobacco tax, which is yeah. ridiculous. Absurd. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know what? I bought a box of them. Did I go out and buy another box? No. Was the price a reason? Yes. But was yeah. the cigar for me that much better than everything else I smoked over the course of the year? Without a doubt, it totally stood by itself. Now, I'm on the minority. Like, you know, I'm on Twitter a lot where people can follow me under the uh, handle Niles, N-Y-I-S-L-E-S. I'm an Isle yeah. fan, so I'm sure you guys can break my chops about, you know, horrible yeah. things there. <laughs> but, yeah, my apologies to you feel bad for you, but okay. <laughs> But I caught a lot of slack for it. A lot of people didn't buy into it. They thought it was overhyped. But, I, you know, maybe it was overhyped. Maybe the fact that it was bunched by Jaime and uh, the rapper was put on by, you know, Pepin himself. Maybe yeah. I bought into that hype a little bit, but the cigar just felt different. It just had a different... You know, the whole thing from construction to flavor to the packaging with the individual coffin, it was just, it stood out. I mean, I, I can't even, even second-guess myself. Like, am I sure that was number one? It was just no question in my mind that it was number one. Well, there's, there's something. I think they only made maybe 1,000 boxes of those cigars anyway. So there's yeah, something. Very uh, limited. They, they put that cigar away. I think it's going to be a big deal when that's brought out. That's going to be like a pot, I guess, 150 type of thing when it you know, sits around for a long time. And a lot of people are putting limited releases out, and it's kind of getting old. But there's something you know, truly different that I know I put a box away. I said, let me put this away, and we'll bring this out five years from now, and it'll be a big deal, I yeah. think. You know, so it was well, well done. Anyway. And aging a cigar like that's going to make it mellow out. and Yeah, it'd probably get better or whatever. I, I thought it was a good cigar. I, my problem was the price on it. And, sure. You know, I am a retailer um, myself, so, uh, you know, I have to sell these things to begin with anyway. So as much as the Cigar Authority and, and we have, you know, two other people that are in the cigar business and stuff, but price has a lot to do with, with how I try a cigar. You know, a, a company comes and brings me a cigar. Here, we want you to try to see what you think. The first thing I want to know is what's the price of it. Mm. 
Because if you had, you know, I'm smoking the Principe right now. If they told me this Principe was $20, it's not so good. If they said the Principe was $2, $3, it's unbelievable. Right. So it has, a, it has something to it that, that how good is it compared to what it sells So for. price is a big consideration for you when you're for rating me, your cigar of the year. It is. Yeah, okay. it, 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 it has to be a good value because this is the way my mind works. Mm. Because I'm a retailer, I, I buy and sell these, these commodities. So that's not the fact for you. You you are, uh, Barry, you're just a consumer. You're not in the business at all. Not, not in the business at all. Um, well, you know, I write now for a magazine called The Cigar Network. So um, I don't know what you want to consider. I'm in the industry from a journalistic side now since it will be in print media um, instead of online media. But, we interviewed uh, them, a, we interviewed them last week. Two weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, we did, yep. Yeah, we interviewed them. Pete, uh, we saw the online version of the Cigar Network. I was very impressed yeah. with it. Yeah. Uh, and, that's all, and that's all consumer-driven um, uh, articles and stuff. Are you going to write an article for them, or are you simply uh, rating? No, I'm going to be writing an article. They have a section in the in toward the back of the magazine called the Bloggers Corner, where they yeah. have various bloggers, um, established bloggers, guys from StogieGuys.com, uh, StogieReview.com, and uh, ToastedFoot.com, and there's a whole bunch of us. And we're basically we have carte blanche to write what we want to write about. Sure, we give the owner of the company, uh, Stephen Boyzian, what we want to write yeah. about. Uh, yeah. But it's pretty much cock launch. We can do whatever we want as long as it's towards cigars. Well, this is going to be a truthful publication when it comes out in a hard copy. We're looking forward to that because it, it looks like it's going to really be something refreshing and different in the industry, as your, as your website is. I mean, it's something I go to and look. I, I care what the consumer says, and, and I can't just be reading the articles and the, and the ratings in the magazines because they're so geared towards advertising, it, it kind of ruins the whole thing of, of, of the, the truth of what really happens there. What's your and thoughts on that? With all due respect to the, you know, the number one cigar publication, and yeah. I'll use that term loosely. Me personally, I don't care about the twelve thousand dollar watch, the hundred thousand dollar boat. Yeah, you're not flying you your know, own Lear jet. I'm a blue collar smoker. You know, I want to know about stuff that that affects me. You know, I'm not the guy that, that owns a million dollar house in the Hamptons. So that magazine doesn't cater. It only caters to a small percentage of people who smoke. So I really think that's the one good thing that the, the Cigar Network's going to have going for it. It's going to be written by people who are avid cigar smokers, who are a wide variety of blue-collar workers, to upper-class, um, you know, high-profile jobs. So I think it'll offer a diversity that some of the other magazines aren't offering. Right, right. Barry, so many people uh, enjoy pairing their cigars with things like food and, you know, spirits, beer, wine. Uh, do, right. you, do you do any of that yourself when, you, when you're smoking? Do you have, like, a ritual? Are you a coffee well, with I, cigar guy? When I'm reviewing a cigar, I usually keep a carbonated beverage handy. And, and like, I know Jose Blanco from our Aurora's, uh, is prefers Celta. Uh, me, I prefer Coca-Cola, uh, which Tim from CAO actually um, does the same thing. He said when he was, uh, you know, now he's no longer with CAO, but when he was, he was using Coca-Cola, between tasting different blends and what have you. Um, so that's, that's what I wind up using. But what I'm smoking for uh, relaxation purposes, I like to pair with uh, Ron Tacapa rum. Yeah, there you go. So that, that's that's my thing. I used to be a single malt guy, but for some odd reason, it's kind of giving me a headache. So I switched over to rum, and I'm definitely a rum to cap guy. 
There you go. Nice. So if we want to, uh, uh, if you want to, folks that are listening in, if you want to uh, see what Barry's smoking and what he's talking about and, and his uh, flavors and stuff, and it seems like he's kind of geared towards fuller-bodied stuff, am I right in saying that? Uh, I'm definitely more of a medium-bodied guy. Um, okay. Um, I, see I mean, a... there are some full-bodied cigars I like, but when I reach for a cigar, I prefer something medium maybe medium to full. I've kind of grown out of the mild um, stuff. But there is some great mild stuff out there. I mean, like the Oliva Connecticut, Camacho Connecticut. Those are really good mild cigars. Yeah, you so, can appreciate you know, I, I, a mild cigar. Which, which is not, you can appreciate a mild cigar, which in, in, the, in the bigger magazines and stuff, they never, ever would rate a, uh, a mild cigar as any good. And I think it's a major mistake. And it, they, I don't know if you caught the first hour of this where we smoked three mild cigars at the same time. That's the way to go, to be able to, to taste the nuances of the mild cigars. You can't smoke a Tatuaje and then go down to a uh, Oliva, Connecticut, and say Oliva, Connecticut has any flavor to it because you just smoked a Tatuaje. And, that's uh, you you smoke multiple cigars throughout the course of a day, um, your best is to start mild and work your way to full. If you do it the reverse, you're not going to enjoy anything you smoke after that full-bodied cigar. Um, so basically that's my suggestion, but you know what they say about opinions, you know. Yay. <laughs> Everybody has one, right? This is what you're going to say. <laughs> okay, uh, Barry, we're up against a break, but I want to thank you so much for uh, joining in. A Cigar Smoker's Journal, and you can catch it on www.acigarsmoker.com and see what he's up to. And uh, thanks so much for joining us on here. We appreciate it very much. No problem. I appreciate the invite, and uh, I hope to speak to you guys again soon. Yeah, if you're ever up in the area, please find us, and uh, we'd love to have you on sitting right next to us uh, enjoying a stove with us. Right, with the, with the Red Sox cap on. <laughs> you know what? That, I believe I'll yeah. take you up on that. Find the Red Sox cap. <laughs> right, there you go. right. Okay, the, that's Barry Stein, and uh, we're going to be back, and we're going to tell you what's happening in the wonderful world of cigars and uh, all that stuff. So stick around on the Cigar Authority. Radio, Radio Network. Network. <laughs> <laughs> Fleur de Lorraine. She came from the streets of Paris. Fleur de Lorraine is a magnificent jewel of a cigar with a contemporary French style and prestige. Fleur de Lorraine marries rare aged tobaccos in old world craftsmanship. Fleur de Lorraine. Deep layers of lush tobaccos fuse in a symbol of charismatic intensity for luxurious expression with no concession. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover Fleur de Lorraine's rich, bold taste with a little European flair. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover the extraordinary craftsmanship behind every Fleur de Lorraine. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover Fleur de Lorraine's elegance, charm, and value. Fleur de Lorraine, now available in natural or Maduro. Discover Fleur de Lorraine cigars at fine tobacconists everywhere. Fleur. Floor de Lorraine. From the streets of Paris to you. Let me ask you a serious question. Do you like what you're doing for a living? Are you sick of being in the rat race, living life on other people's terms? Hi. 
This is Chuck Morrison from MakingMountainsMove.com, and I challenge you to take back control of your life and make mountains move to live the life that you were meant to live. If you have a dream, a burning desire, but feel miles away from living it, I can help. You see, I used to be a stressed out corporate slave with time for everyone but me and my family until I made the decision to follow my heart and pursue my passion. Today, I'm living life on my terms and helping people achieve the same in record time. Look, you have a purpose to serve in this life, and I can get guarantee you it's not to be stuck inside of some job or some career that's sucking the life right out of you. It's time for you to take back control of your life. It's time for you to make mountains move. Take the first step today. Head on over to makingmountainsmove.com and sign up for my free number one secret to help you get out of your job and into your dream. It's time for you to make mountains move. I say, sir, enjoying a good cigar shouldn't cost you a fortune. And it doesn't have to when you light up a classic. Classic brand cigars are priced right, and there is a blend or size just right for you. Classic Connecticut is a mild and smooth smoke, while the classic Maduro is deep, dark, and delicious. The classic Cameroon has a hint of natural sweetness that will keep you coming back for more and more but it's the classic Cuban that is bold and full-flavored, just like the classic Cuban cigars from before the embargo. Every classic blend is available in four classic sizes, the Robust, Toro, Churchill, and Torpedo. But whichever one you choose, a classic cigar will guarantee you a smooth and easy draw. Classic cigars. The name says it all, sir. The ads are all over TV and radio. Foreclosure, default, loan modification. If you're having trouble making your mortgage payments before you give up, ruin your good name, and lose your home, you need to call Paul Antonelli, that short sale guy. As a Coldwell Banker agent, Paul specializes in helping people sell their home in a short sale. You see, a short sale is a complicated transaction most real estate agents don't understand. Not every homeowner can qualify for a short sale, and some lose valuable time and money when they try the short sale process only to find that they don't qualify. Paul understands the process and knows the steps for a successful short sale. When you call, Paul will cover all the necessary details and tell you if a short sale is possible on your property. Remember the name, Paul Antonelli, or go to thatshortsaleguy.com and watch Paul's informational videos. Then call and let his expertise guide you to a successful short sale. You're at your computer now, so go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Paul Antonelli and the short sale team. Go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand-cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry-shipped to the distillery, where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super-premium vodka, worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and sickle, super-premium vodka, Russian reborn. 40% alcohol by volume, imported by Clean Spirits, LLC, Massachusetts. Please enjoy responsibly. Hey, 
And we're back on the Cigar Authority. 617-237-1234 is our number if you want to give us a call. 617-237-1234. You know what I'd like people to call about? What? Since we're going to be unveiling the Cigar of the Year for the Cigar Authority, I would love people to make suggestions as far as what they think the Cigar of the Year is. You know, maybe they disagree with us or... They probably agree with us because we're the authority, but the they, authority. Might, they might disagree. Well, I'd love to hear people's opinions. There's only seven chances that, that one of these cigars are going to be the cigar of the year. Which one is it going to be? I don't know, but there's only seven contenders that could possibly be. It has, be, to, be, it has get, to be getting close. You know, so. I, I don't know, and next week, I'm looking forward to it. Next week um, on the show, which is Saturday, we normally do it on Super Bowl Sunday, but because now we have the show, this is the first year, we might as well make the announcement ourselves. We were able to... to uh, no, before anybody else. So let's do it. Uh, let me let me give you the contenders for the 2010 Cigar of the Year once again next Saturday. Tune in, and we're going to give you the winner of it. And uh, honestly, we don't we don't know yet who it's going to be, but um, here's the contenders: Swag, Swag, Infamous Swag is a, is a cigar brand put out by the Oliveros folks. Um, they are in uh, in conjunction with um, a guy I went down to see in, when I was in the Dominican Republic. You saw Little Wayne? No, no, but Little Wayne ha- has has something to do with it. But Ugh. it's tobacco grown in the fields that um, La Flor Dominicana gets their tobacco, and the guy that's in partnership with them, Hochi Blanco. Um, that's his field too. They're partners with the tobacco. He got the tobacco, um, Hochi made the swag brand, and there I was, and I was seeing the make swag. I came back, and the new cigar insider that came out just earlier this week while I was away, uh, Rate Swag, their number one. Uh, cigar Insider is a publication that goes out to the insiders of the cigar business before the publication comes out on Cigar Aficionado, huh. and they rate Swag a 90. Wow. I know you were you were big on Swag when I it first came swag. out. Yeah. High on Swag. Sounds illegal, but whatever it is, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, you're talking about a $5 cigar and a really, really good, uh, the packaging is beautiful, the cigar is beautiful, um, they, they, it double-banded with a uh, piece of um, paper in between, it looks beautiful. Anyway, they did a great job in the look of it, the taste I think is great, it's an all-Dominican Puro, much like um, Opus X is, even the wrapper is, is a Dominican wrapper, uh, the price is unbeatable, again, I, I give thoughts to the value of the cigar and the value is there on swag moving down 22 north 80 83 degrees west is jesus fuego another great cigar this is an all corojo cigar and people are shaking their heads yes they like it it's a little more full-bodied uh in this in the six dollar range it is a all el corojo tobacco meaning it all comes from the mother seed from cuba in El Corojo, there's only been a, a few brands ever, like the Camacho Diploma, that uses uh, that seed. Does it? That, yeah. But that doesn't make it. Does it make it a El Corojo Puro, or does it have to be from the same country to be a Puro? Yeah, usually Puro means pure from that country, but it is an all Corojo cigar. I don't know if there is an all Corojo cigar, especially with the five tobacco blends, where the wrapper is the only time it's ever been used on on a cigar is this cigar, and it is a Brazilian wrapped El Corojo Brazilian. It hasn't been done before. Great it's cigar like, for it's the a money. Great cigar. It's a great, great cigar. Period. We have uh, seven twenty four, 
which is a old, old brand from the, the 1900s that was big in New England. It was a multi, multi-million cigar uh, brand at the time, This, you know, when, when cigars were five cents or whatever it is. And it was brought back uh, by a company here in New Hampshire. And 724, it's getting a lot of accolades out there also. Nick Sticks, I was in Nicaragua with Nick Perdomo, who owns Nick Sticks, an old brand he had. He brought back at a price that's unbelievable in the $4 range. Nick Sticks Toro Maduro. So it's the only Maduro in the, in the class, but a great cigar for value. It's unbelievable. E.P. Carrillo is Ernesto Perez Carrillo, which is the guy that brought us La Gloria Cubana. He went off on his own with his family, and E.P. Carrillo's getting lots of attention. And he was on the show with us uh, about a month and a half yep, ago. And, great and, guy. And it's a great cigar. Uh, Alec Bradley Family Blend. Um, the Alec Fa- Family Family Blend is... Um, a Honduran cigar at a small factory that's getting lots of accolades through Cigar Aficionado. It is their highest-rated cigar of the whole year in Cigar Aficionado. Wow. Alec Bradley Family Blend, so another great, great choice. And here's a, uh, an unknown brand, last but not least, is Pinar Del Rio. 1978. This is a, uh, a dark wrap cigar with a little... Uh, Curly head on the top of it. It is a uh, very, very good $5 cigar. Hard to beat uh, for that kind of money. And it's a contender in the Cigar of the Year. So we got seven great cigars. Any one of them uh, deserves it. And uh, great, great cigars. And uh, I'm just getting handed right now the Cigar of the Year of 2009. And we announced this a year ago. And it's Brick House. This is the Brick House Toro. $5 cigar. It was a pretty unknown cigar at the time when, when we announced it last year. And uh, I'll tell you, we sold a ton of them wow. nationally. Uh, all stores are carrying it. This is a J.C. Newman product. J.C. Newman put out, um, made in a factory in Nicaragua. And uh, we'll cut and light this up. Might as well have five cigars in two hours. Why not? This, still, uh, still too shy of the, uh, the show we did seven. Right, but but this cigar uh, was well deserving of it. I think we hit the nail on the head when it came to this particular cigar as the cigar of the year. As a cigar for J.C. Newman, and those guys have been around like 125 years or something, 130 years. This is their biggest launch they've ever had on a cigar. Wow! And um, I knew it from the get-go, man. First time lighting a cigar, I said, "You have a winner here." Uh, I think it's the best thing they've come out with in years and years and years uh, for this kind of price. Uh, if you've never had Brickhouse, congratulations to Brickhouse as the 2009 Cigar of the Year. Well deserving. I feel very good about that choice. A year later, I think it's it's lived up to its uh, its its rating and its uh, Cigar of the Year thing. And uh, we toast. To, uh, Brick House right now for the Cigar of the Year. Look forward to uh, next week. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't, I mean, it's killing me to, to find out. I keep asking you secretly <laughs> if well, you already know, and you keep telling me, no, you don't know yet, which I don't understand because you're always so on top of things, but well, it we takes time to tabulate all the results. And we're getting it from everywhere. We, we sold contenders packs the, uh, that everybody got a chance to go and, and vote themselves. We go through all the staff. We have 16 employees, and we see how they feel and our customers, and, and we look at sales. I'll be honest with you. You, you look at sales because the true way Way that you can you can vote on something is with your wallet. Absolutely, money and talks. Somebody comes in and buys a couple of single cigars, and you track that that sale, and you look the next time they came in, they bought a whole box. They just said that they loved it. 
Whether they said it or not, they, they mean it, and you track that stuff too. So we're going to do it right up to the last minute and get all the information we can and truly come up with what really is the cigar of the year because we don't want to be caught with our pants down later on and the cigar ends up being a dud. Right. We don't want that to happen. And as I said to Barry when he came on, since 1992 we've been doing it, and uh, certain cigars were great when they became Cigar of the Year. Later on, the company was sold. Or, or uh, That's the worst. Well, but it's, it's that year. That year, it was a great cigar period. And it disappeared, and it got turned into a lousy cigar, and somebody bought it, and whatever happened. But at its, in its day, in its time, it was a great cigar. There's no doubt about it, because I'd stand behind every one of these seven. Every one of them is great right now. What, 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 a year from now, who the hell knows? But right now, every single one is great, and the cigar we're smoking right now, which is Brickhouse, is still great a year later, and I'm glad to see that. They go from zero production at that time to the huge production they have now. I don't know what the numbers are, but believe me, at a $5 cigar like this, they're selling lots of them, and they're making lots of them. It's still burning good, tasting good. It's a great, great cigar mm. and deserving of, of the 2009 Cigar of the Year. So that's that. And, you know uh, what this cigar goes well with? Yeah. Grilled tuna. Huh. I don't, I it's don't, an don't. unbelievable pairing. You go to the you go to the butcher and you get a tuna steak. Don't like tuna. Oh, really? Cat food. I get sushi grade tuna, not like from a can. Yeah. You get sushi grade tuna. You could eat it raw, and you sear both sides so the middle is still pink. You season the outside just a little bit, but you, I like the natural flavor of tuna. I don't put any lemon on it or any of that. Uh, just a little salt and pepper. You grill it up with some olive oil on it, and man, I'll tell you, it's unbelievable. You've smoked a lot of these now. I have. Over the year. I have, too. I, I, I keep going back to it because it's that good, and I, hopefully it'll be uh, one of these cigars are going to be. But right now, I just read them off to you. Those are them. I'll tell you, you won't go wrong. Go into any cigar store. Try any of those cigars. They're all great. They're all deserving. Unfortunately, only one will be the cigar of the year, each one of them deservingly in its right. But we have to pick one. Yeah, I don't think any of those others are going to fall off the map either. No. Uh, but one of them does have to stand out, and people are voting by their voice. They're voting by their wallet, and that's what's going to pick it. It's really, in my opinion, and I'm biased because I'm your friend, but in my opinion, that you, you pick the cigar of the year the way that Cigar of the Year should be picked. Well, we'll see, and we've been doing it for a long time, and I know there's going to be, I've got phone calls from some of the manufacturers, and hey, how am I looking, what is it going to take to, uh, you know, joking around, how yeah. much is it going to take to be the Cigar J of the joking Year? Joking, as long as you think they're joking. Right. As soon as you go, but, well, $10,000, okay. Yeah. Uh, suddenly a check or a box of cash shows up at your house. Nah, it's, it, it, it's you know... Smoking cigars and your opinion on a cigar is, is strictly that. It's our opinion, what we think. And, uh, no, you, you know, there's people that like cigars that we don't like, and they love them, and they buy them by the box, and they love them, and they're not wrong. There's not a right or wrong here. Absolutely. You know, so let that be known. Uh, while I was down there also to the Dominican, I, I stopped in to see Maurice Cokes. And Maurice has a little factory down there, and he makes the, um, what's the name of his brand? Antonius. Antonio's brand, small brand, uh, $5 cigar, great cigar. Almost got kicked out of my own house because I smoked an Antonio's downstairs. The cigar smoke is so thick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. It was one you gave me actually for Christmas in the in little baskets okay. that you surprised Chuck and I with. Yeah. Well, they he makes a cigar down there called Vulhalo. Vulhalo, which is a city down there in the Dominican Republic on the other side of the island. And... It was uh, a, sh a short run was made of that cigar at the trade show and given to somebody who gave it to the folks at Cigar Aficionado. And they smoked it, and they voted it 
a 93 rating and a 92 rating, and also the best bargain of the year. The problem with the cigar is it was made once, it went, all of them went over to Switzerland, none of them went to the U.S., and nobody's ever smoked it in the U.S. except them, and yet they voted the bet bargain, and it was an unavailable cigar. It cannot be a bargain if you cannot buy it. Right. right. So uh, I went down there, and he said, I want you to uh, finally smoke the cigar. I was at the factory. So I smoked a cigar. He had them in wheels. They're not in boxes yet. They weren't banded yet. Uh, you know, pretty fresh rolled as it was. And, again, I, I've said it to you before. You have to kind of get past the sure. freshness of sure. the cigar. It was way too full body for me. It was way too fresh. I didn't enjoy it. And uh, <coughs> I got a cough. Sorry. <laughs> well, no this, cough button here. This would be my, my analogy. Buying stock in Two Guys Smoke Shop would be a great investment. However, there is no way to buy shares from Two Guys Smoke Shop yes. as of yet. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. not public yet. But there, there's no possible way that anyone could come up to you and say, I want to give you $10,000 and you give me so many shares because you're not selling parts of your company. Right. So even though it would be a great investment, someone who handles people's investment portfolios is not going to say buying stock in Two Guys Smoke Shop would be the best bang for your buck because you it's can't do it. Right. Well, this guy's going to get, get it's available. It's crazy. Uh, I'm actually getting irritated thinking about we're, it. We're expecting it in about three months that we'll get the brand, and I'm dying to try it after it's been set because it was just way too heavy. And I, I'll be honest with you, I got through about a quarter of it, mm. and I said, nah, can't smoke it. Uh, too heavy. I can't get through it. Uh, I want to give it its fair share. I shouldn't even be saying what I'm saying uh, because I love the guy, and uh, uh, I'm sure it's going to be a big seller because it's priced at the $5 range. And uh, But it, it was too heavy, and... Uh, one of the main reasons going down there is I was dying to try the cigar, and I was disappointed because of it. it's just raw strength that it was. And um, But it, it'll calm down, it'll get better, and we'll, we'll have it on the tasting. Actually, I asked him for four of them. I said, can I take four back with me? And he said, no. Hmm. He said, I'd give you anything, but I don't want you to go back with this because you're not going to be pleased with it. It's not ready. It's not ready. So he gave me the heads up, and that's why I don't have it here for you. And it's a, he knows what he's doing. It's a good thing because it was just too heavy and uh, too raw to smoke as it was in the factory. And that's what I ended up doing. So that's that. So how's the show today, Chuck? Going good so far. It's going good. You stream uh, did drop on us once. Okay, yeah. we, we got to find uh, another way <laughs> so we have no drops on Ustream. And uh, we think we targeted it. We think it's the wireless. We yeah, it's the wireless. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll wire it up. Jonathan, you do a radio show on Wednesday nights yeah. using UStream. You say you haven't had any issues using this technique that we're using today, which is to broadcast directly yeah. off their website, not using a piece of software. Not to get all technical and boring yeah. on our listeners, but you 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 you, you never, broadcast directly I've from their website without any issues. Never experienced a drop doing that way. Only using their UStream producer program have I ever had a problem. The question is, are you hardwired? No, I go wireless, but I'm also four feet from the wireless router it's directly above my head mm. so i'm going through a floor well dave aside from that good show we had jonathan's birthday we had uh, andy green with the awesome three cigar at once challenge with the uh, with the ashes i thought that was great i'd have to give the home run to the uh, ashton classic that was my favorite out of the three um, you're entitled to your opinion even yep. if it's wrong yeah but <laughs> it was the double e that was the best uh, even though he's a Yankee fan, I thought Barry Stat Stein was a good guest. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, he's right got a, he's got a unique rating system. So. I have uh, I have two little people recognizing Mr. Jonathan from the goofy things that he does stories. Real quick. Oh, good, good. So I joined that shoveling crew. I'm out <laughs> shoveling, and the guy in the plow truck, who's part of the crew, 
is driving by and every time he goes by me he slows down for no reason there's no speed bumps there's nothing in his way he's slowing down and he's looking at me so i'm getting self-conscious like why is this guy staring at me he rolls his window down finally and says aren't you mr jonathan and Again. i said well yes i am mr jonathan he goes you're shoveling but you have a shirt on oh and i'm like what how does a, i've never met this guy how does a random guy in a plow truck know that i have a manly shoveling video out there he must be one of the 250 people that have seen it and then the other one is i put on every week i put on facebook that i'm going to be on the show here and so i show up at a swing dance because my regular gig got canceled for the night because they lost their power so i show up and i'm walking by and this guy stops dancing and looks at me and he goes wheaties how does a cigar taste like Wheaties? Wow. And I'm like, son of a gun. I, I'm i getting famouser and famouser every week. Famouser. Is that a word? <laughs> I don't even think it's a word, but okay. Well, Beasley said I'm infamous. Infamous. Um, Dominican was awesome. Nicaragua was awesome. On the way back, I stopped in Orlando, Florida. It's still going on right now, which is the Make em Car Auction. These are all uh, antique cars and muscle cars and things like that. The Batmobile was there. They had, uh, you know, all kinds of wacky types of cars and trucks and things like that. I bid on a couple of things and didn't get it. Uh, I, was oh, with, yeah, yeah. I, I took a few guys with me, and they were bidding, too. You did bid, though, huh? Yeah. Good yeah, for you. Because yeah. you, were, you were telling us last week, I'm I, not going to make any bids. I know. You know, some of the things, it was unbelievable how low. The dollar is very strong right now. Yeah. And if you want something you always wanted or something, now's the time to get it because the prices were fantastic. I thought the bidding was going low. What would you bid on? Uh, two trucks, uh, like 1950s trucks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, special delivery trucks where they were, you know, so souped up and, you know, with the candy apple red yeah, stuff. Yeah, the and, flames and stuff. Yeah, it was Cars are just in pristine condition for those auctions, too. And, you know, the problem is, though, we live in New England, and this crap that's here with the holes in the roads and yeah. all that, it's a shame. If I lived down there, I'd probably have a garage full of the stuff. But, you know, you're looking at it and saying you can't take it out and on these roads, even when the weather gets better until they fill the potholes up and stuff. Roads are going to be bad this summer. Yeah, they will. I mean, they're, they're a lot of frost heaves. Oh, it's it's a mess out there. So that was the hold back anyway, and I was like, if I can get something for, you know, Ten grand or something like that. I'm going to pick something up anyway. And uh, there were some great deals out there. The, one of the guys I took with me, um, he bid twenty grand on a um, Roadrunner, yellow Roadrunner, with the beep beep. You Ooh. know, the, when you honk the horn, yeah, beep, yeah. Beep, uh, the coolest looking thing. And um, it was turned down. Uh, it didn't meet the minimum bid or whatever it was. And then he talked to the guy afterward, and the guy said, listen, I'll give you a call. I got a couple guys looking at it or something, but uh, maybe I'll give you a call. So he, there's, a, there's a possibility that he, he could end well, up with, with the auction. If, if it goes for twenty grand, the guy's only going to get between sixteen and 18000 depending on his deal with the auction house. Yeah. Whereas it, if he sells it privately for that same twenty grand, he puts another right. 2000 2500 in his pocket. I was told that the uh, fee was 6%. Both sides. Wow. So the guy selling it has to give them 6%, and the guy buying has to give 6%. Oh, so wow. the auction house did good. They were doing a car every two minutes, 
for four days. Oh did, my they have God. The, did they have the fast talker guy up there? Oh, yeah. They had four fast talker guys, and they take turns. Well, know. their voice gets tired, I'm sure. Was it televised? You know how they, yes, it was. It's yeah. televised. It's still on now. Today's the last day, I think. Okay. And they got some really crazy stuff on there. So you can, I don't know what station it's on, but it's the Make'em, M-E-C-U-M, Make'em Car Auction. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we only did one day down there, and we were already booked to come back. I wish I had stayed a few more days. Next year, I'm going to make a point to it. I'm going to stay for, for at least a couple of days because uh, it was that, that much fun. It was a bunch of middle-aged guys reliving their past. Cool. And with smiles on their faces, thousands of them. Guys were dropped off at the gate with by their wife, and they'd run out of the thing, you know, like kids and stuff. <laughs> like running the Wally World. It was awesome. Yeah. It, it was really something. And to, to look at these cars, and I had a 69 Camaro myself when I was a kid, and there they were at $50,000. Wow. Uh, and, geez, with the memories that come back on some of these cars, it was unbelievable. And, and they, they keep them so well. They, they spend so much time with them. I talked to one guy selling selling the car he said he says if i figure out the hours i put into this car mm. he says i'm lucky if i'm getting a dollar an hour wow for, for, for the amount of time i put into making this car into the beauty did it all himself yeah a and, lot of these guys do that it's their hobby their passion just like yeah. we, our passion is smoking cigars they they have the car sometimes they do both they smoke cigars while they're working on the yeah. car yeah. you don't really want to work on the gas lines or any of that while you're smoking a cigar but the rest of the car be safe well, we besides going inside to the auction part of it, there were tents all over the place with thousands and thousands of cars and walking around smoking cigars, looking at the cars. Cool. And, you know, and striking all... up conversations with people you don't even know. Yeah. And they go, Look at this. Now, what do you think of this? And I used to have one of those. And I'm like, I had one of those, too. And, you know, what a it, good time. It was great. It was really a guy's... Uh, Guys, week for sure it was a fantastic. Uh, you did, you've been doing a lot of traveling, Dave. Man, you need to. <clears throat> well, this is the time I do it. January, February. There's no business, unfortunately, in the cigar business uh, besides going down there and buying. So mm. I, I certainly went down there and bought lots. Yeah. But um, selling isn't happening right now until the weather breaks. Uh, we got a little mail order action going on, uh, California and Florida and things like that. But as far as New England sales right now, there's no place to smoke. Yeah. You know, you're gonna go in a cigar shop and have a cigar or two, but boxes and boxes. Isn't happening, unfortunately, uh, and that goes for all the stores up here. So, all the more proof that cigars are not addicting, because if they were, people would be buying exactly the same number of cigars right. in the winter right. as they do in the and summer. And they don't; they, they they slow it up. I I am lucky enough. I smoke everywhere: my car, my work, my home. Yeah, I couldn't believe that when you told me you smoke in your house, and your wife doesn't give you a hard time. The house, the house, the house that cigars built. <laughs> So, absolutely. And uh, next week, we're going to have Tim P.S. is going to come on. Oh, good. He's going to give Dave's grade. FitTrue.com. What I like about it is Dave's going to tell him that he wasn't able to keep to the whole thing while he was in Nicaragua and in Dominican Republic. And I bet a dollar right now that Tim is not going to have a problem with it because he's not that kind of trainer. Well, He's I, I, brought, you and- I brought energy bars and I put it in my pocket because I'm not going to get to meal four and five and things like that. So I, I did the best I could with what I could do anyway. Super Bowl next week. No pats in it. But we'll uh, we'll watch it anyway. Go uh, uh, go Green Bay, I guess. Yeah, Green go Green Bay. Bay. Go Green Bay. Uh, thanks everybody for listening in. Next week we announce the cigar of the year. Tim P.S. from uh, 
True Fitness will be on. FitTrue.com. FitTrue.com. And we'll uh, figure out what kind of cigars we should smoke on the big game. Yeah, (laughs) baby. you got to call it the big game because you can't call it the Super Bowl, right? That's right. There's some sort of law against calling the Super Bowl the Super Bowl. Even though it is the Super Bowl. You can't can't do any promotions calling it the Super Bowl. You have to call it the big game. Yeah, big game, whatever it is. So thanks, everybody, for listening in to the Cigar Authority. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. It's been super. Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I'd like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys Smoke Shop is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's stogie heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1, off Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Seabrook, and Nashua, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free New Hampshire or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars everywhere and single cigars, too. Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's stogie heaven. Hey, Sammy B here. Sammy B's Custom Carpentry. Foundation to finish and everything in between. Find a job I can't do. I dare you. At Sammy B's Custom Carpentry, I build everything myself. So you know it's American-made and built to last. I don't subcontract. I'm committed to getting a job, and I'm committed to finishing the job personally. Call for a brochure and references. 603-553-2345. If you can dream it, I can build it. Sammy B's 603-553-2345. Let me ask you a serious question. Do you like what you're doing for a living? Are you sick of being in the rat race, living life on other people's terms? Hi, this is Chuck Morrison from MakingMountainsMove.com, and I challenge you to take back control of your life and make mountains move to live the life that you were meant to live. If you have a dream, a burning desire, but feel miles away from living it, I can help. You see, I used to be a stressed out corporate slave with time for everyone but me and my family until I made the decision to follow my heart and pursue my passion. Today, I'm living life on my terms and helping people achieve the same in record time. Look, you have a purpose to serve in this life, and I can guarantee you it's not to be stuck inside of some job or some career that's sucking the life right out of you. It's time for you to take back control of your life. It's time for you to make mountains move. Take the first step today. Head on over to makingmountainsmove.com and sign up for my free number one secret to help you get out of your job and into your dream. It's time for you to make mountains move. Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603 603- Four seven five one three nine one. That's six zero three four seven five one three nine one.